Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Product. Comedy Hits Channel 99 Drives you crazy, doesn't it? I saw you wincing. I just don't understand music. Yes, you do understand music. You're Mr. Music, if anything. Make the scene in North America. When all your kids get to read it in your magazines. We don't have those. Says 
that he's not into music, but Fez has been tapped for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of backstage stuff here at uh, Sirius. And uh, Fez is running it all. What channel is that on, Fez? That's 310. It's Sirius XM Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Radio. You know, it's one of my favorite stations <laughs> because... Why, why does it get a laugh out of you? Because it's just their time of year to shine. No, it's there all year. They only play artists that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, what's great about it is it's the only station that will go from, like, hip-hop into Simon and Garfunkel. You just never know what you're getting. You go from Johnny Cash to Bowie. Uh, they got it all. They got everything that has reached that threshold. You're getting, you're laughing because you think everything I'm saying is a joke. But I'm telling you, it's a very exciting station for that one reason. Well, it's the best of the best, I guess. It's the best of the best. It's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Radio. Now, they're doing a big ceremony. Uh, they're going to be backstage. I think they even do shows out of Cleveland, like out of the actual uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum. But why did they tap Fez Watley to be the guy when you claim you don't know music. So the word came out out of you guys today, Fez, and plug your show again. I want it. It's uh, Sirius XM Channel 310 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Radio, and that's going to be Saturday, April 18th, with live backstage reports from the Hall of Fame ceremony. And why have they asked you to anchor this when obviously, to me, you're the worst person for this. No, it makes me the perfect person because I go in with a complete unbiased I don't feel like there's groups that have gotten snubbed. I don't feel like there's groups that are getting inducted that shouldn't be there. I don't have a clue going into this. But you know, you bring that up, this year there's less excitement and it's all because they let Kiss in. It was better when Kiss didn't get in and people could yell, what about Kiss, and put more spotlight on everyone else. I think the biggest mistake that they made was letting Rush and Kiss in because those people were adamant. Uh, their fans were adamant about it, and it, it created a better uh, uh, a better buzz. Uh, David, what's up, David? Hey, Ronnie, how we doing today, buddy? Cool. Hey, I just wanted to call you. I know yesterday you guys talked about the perfect album. I listen to this show every day. I had never heard of the band Roxy Music, never heard of the band Avalon, but you said that was your perfect album, so I downloaded it last night. Absolutely loved it. Not something I would normally listen to, but really enjoyed it. And if you had a moment, can you recommend another album that maybe I've never heard of to go check out? Uh, well, really I, don't, I mean, I am stunned that someone hasn't heard of Roxy Music. Now, by the way... Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll just tell you to do maybe check out the next Bennington, see who the house band is. Because you know, when someone says, uh, "Play another," you know, give me another album I've never heard of before. I don't even know what that would mean. But I don't think that you could just listen to that album once and get it. It's like I was talking about yesterday with Rita Wilson. A person needs to spend a lot of time with an album before they find out whether they love it or not. Um, 
says, let's go over who is being inducted and who has inducted them. So first, give me the person who's going in. Okay. And I'll tell you who the perfect person to induct them would be. All right. Uh, first, we have the five royals. Well, the five royals, they go in. That's an old school type thing. Um, five black guys from the 50s. Uh, and this is like veterans committee, like, you know, no, like they still throw guys mm-hmm. in from the 40s and 50s. I'd have to say my best friend, Black Girl Douglas, should do that. The hall is going with Steve Cropper. Well, you can't beat that. Steve Cropper's the best. I got no problems with that at all. Uh, next inductee in the class of 2015, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Eric Clapton. There's only one Eric Clapton. The Hall has selected John Mayer to uh, induct Stevie Ray. Okay. Great guitar player introducing. And you know, John Mayer is one of those guys now. He does a lot of things. He's paving the thing that he gets in, so he's there helping every year. Oh, smart. The two people who do that all the time now are... uh, It's like John Mayer's at this all the time. And it used to be Robbie Robertson. But uh, also, Tom Morella is constantly at every single one of these. All right, give me another one. Uh, next inductee, Green Day. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'd go Mr. Elvis Costello. The hall is going with Fallout Boy. I know very little about Fallout Boy. I know what I've heard. I'm not a big Fallout Guy fan, but I can't say I've ever embraced. They like the pop punk. They, we're all familiar with who yeah. they are. But what I'm saying is, we don't know their uh, what they're up to. All right, what next? The Paul Butterfield Blues Band. John Mayo. Peter Wolf. Oh, I got no problem with Peter Wolf doing anything. Matter of fact, Peter Wolf could introduce every single person. I'd be happy. Next inductee is Lou Reed. By the way, is this what you're going to be doing on the show, Fez? Because you're going to need a little more passion than just that. Than just that read, you're going to have to say, "Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about," and really build it up. I'm worried. At, what's the name of your station again, Fez? It's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Radio. I'm worried that this is going to be too dry, too much of a live read. All right, who's the next one? Uh, you didn't pick anyone for Lou Reed. That's what I said. Who's the next one? It's Lou Reed. Well, there's only, you know, you're going to have the Holy Trilogy. You have Iggy Pop, David Bowie, and Lou Reed. I'm going to say this. Both of them come out. Iggy and David Bowie. The Hall is using Patti Smith. Well, you got no complaints out of me for that. That's a great one. That is a great one. Next in the class of 2015, Bill Withers. Boy, Bill Withers is from a party of one. Bill Withers has no one else like him in history. Bill Withers, I don't even know if he played an instrument before he wrote these classic songs. He was working as an airline fucking uh, mechanic and he would just be sitting there and he's like bolting in seats and he's like bum 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 he's like oh that makes fucking sense bum bum he's an amazing I'm gonna do something crazy here Bill Withers is gonna bring out himself 
Like Merv Griffin used to on his own show. <laughs> Bill Withers will be inducted by Stevie Wonder. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Sir Duke? Yes, I believe that's his name. If you believe it, then I'm going to give that to you. Um, let's uh, go over here to John. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I just wanted to get your opinion on the fact that Jimmy Vaughn, Steve Ray's, uh, Steve Ray's brother, isn't going to induct him. I think Jimmy Vaughn is going to be performing that night, but the fact of the matter is you have to remember, this is a TV show, and they follow everything that you do in a normal variety show, uh, is why you got Fallout Boy, because I'm sure they wanted somebody younger for the, for the children, and then, you know, so, but uh, I get it. Only for the fact of his TV show, but Jimmy Vaughn is going to be performing that day. And the final inductee in the class of 2015 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Ringo Starr. Um, well, you got to go Sir Paul, right? It will be Sir Paul McCartney. Okay, there it is. There's my brackets. Nailed it. Uh, did you say that was the final? Because I'm going to tell you you're wrong right there, my friend. There's more inductees? How do you not know that if you're going to be hosting this? I didn't know that. We haven't had our staff meeting yet. Joan Jett is going in this year, right? Unless little Steven lied to me. And why would he? I didn't think Joan Jett was going in. Well, if you don't think, then that's probably sure. This is the time that people actually could type. But I think Joan Jett's going in this year. She is going in as well as the Blackhearts. Well, the Blackhearts, you know, what can you say? They're, everybody knows them. So Joan Jett is going in, Fez. Not on your list. Are you going to leave her out that day, too? We'll have to scramble to find someone to induct her. Um, if you can't get anyone else, I'm willing to do it. Um, let's go over here to Nick in Cleveland, where the museum is. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Yeah. So Fez didn't watch any football last year, but yesterday you asked him if he got to see any of Jameis Winston playing, and he said yes. But that was, he didn't play any games before he got his uh, approval from Michael Fan. Look, I just want to say this in a way that is uh, non, you know, uh, uh, that there's no way that this comes across as aggressive. And I don't want you to take it the wrong way, Fez. Mm -hmm. But Fez Watley is a goddamn stinking liar. (laughs) And if you know that and embrace it the way I do, then you can accept everything about Fez. I still love him anyways. I just had to call him out. What's not to love? Everybody loves the town liar. Everybody loves that guy. All right, guys. All right, peace. Peace. Uh, Fez told me not too long ago, that the Coast Guard can legally only go out 150 yards. Now, there's no fact to that. That is true. Everything, you didn't even know about the Joan Jet, Fez, and this is supposed to be your deal. Everything that you say, and don't take it the wrong way, is factually wrong. Whether it's on purpose or just incompetent. But you watched every game last year. 
No, I did not. I watched some tape of Jameis Winston once I realized what was happening to my team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, afterwards. You even told us that those that, that wasn't your team, that you would have nothing to do with the Buccaneers, and that any team that didn't take Michael Sam was uh, homophobic. Oh, you know, remember your big Dolce and Cabana thing with, that you were backing up out, John? Uh-huh. They had a picture of him carrying a fucking bag yesterday. Oh. The gays cannot stick with anything. They drive me nuts. As soon as I back them up, he's out with Dolce and Gabbana. So if are you saying that the gays are goddamn stinking liars? No, I'm saying they're fuck ups with a ba- with a short attention span. Yeah, that's what ba- somebody who's saying let's all not do something, and then they immediately within 24 hours does it. Uh, that's a goddamn lie. Are it- we sure that's Elton in that picture? It's got to be him. Those could be anyone else's birthing hips in a tracksuit. Sean in New Mexico. What's happening, Ross? Hey. Hey, I heard you guys talking about Ringo Starr being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, I just picked up his drum set to bring out there for it. You're kidding me, right? No, I'm not. How do you get to do something like this? I got a cool-ass job, man. What, what are you, a drum mover? I mean, what happens? No, I'm an art handler, believe it or not. Um, and my company does a lot of uh, deliveries and pickups through the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I just happened to pick them up last night, and I'm heading out to Cleveland right now. Do me a favor, if you could, on the head of the drum there, where everybody can see it, just write in magic marker, hashtag Bennington. And if you do that... <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a small thing for you to do, but it would be so helpful to me. So I, I could get my dad a call I, and I say, wish, "Now who's a bum, buddy? Huh? I, now who's a bum?" God, I, I wish to God I could. They're they're actually in a crate. I can't get to them. I just write it on the outside of the crate. <laughs> That'll be a plenty. <laughs> uh, Sean, I'm going to send you I, into the big-ass prize closet today. You know why? Because you got a cool-ass job. Because I wish my job was moving art. You know what I mean? I wish I, that someone would trust me enough to move a Van Gogh, a Picasso. That would be thrilling, thrilling work to do. Um, well, Fezzi, if you're not too busy lying... Uh, make sure that you put him in. Now, I, I'm going to give you another problem I have with your Hall of Fame, and I'm now calling this Fez Watley's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ringo Starr is going in. Lou Reed is going in, right? Yes. They're already in. They're already in for the Velvet Underground and the Beatles. Why do they need to go in again as a solo performer? That always kind of drives me nuts. You're in. That's two slots other people could be using i think with ringo he's the only beetle who hasn't gone in and as a single i know but none of the iron maiden boys have gone in at all and that slot is open and who does it matter i would not have anyone go in as a single you're already in the rock and roll hall of fame you don't need it for your solo career because you're in you don't you're not gonna have you gotta remember what you were told in that meeting yesterday um but let's say Pete Rose, right? He's going to go in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But does he go in as a third baseman, first baseman, right fielder, uh, left fielder? He went to, you know, um, he played all those positions and was an all-star. 
at all those positions. No one's asking for him to go in four times. That's ridiculous. Pete Rose just goes into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No one's going to say Hall and Oates need to take up two fucking spots when they went in. There's so many bands that never got in there. And now you're, you're, you know, your bit is, oh, well, he's never went in as a solo, but NWA isn't in there at all. The New York Dolls are not in there. This is crazy shit when you start to think. The Cars are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Not one of them, let alone, oh, I'm the only one who didn't get it in two times in our band. Wasn't it, first of all, Ringo, wasn't it enough just being in the Beatles? Now you got to get a fucking trophy for it? That's my... And I don't want to tell you how to run your show Mm -hmm. and your station. I see that this is your passion. Um, But a question. Are you anchoring this out of New York? Are you flying into Cleveland? The plan is to fly into Cleveland, to be right there backstage. At the ceremony. Good. I'm glad that you're going there. I'm going to give you a list of places to eat. You're going to have you're going to have great food there. And Feds, you're not plugging it enough. Where are you? Uh, what channel are you going to be on? And what time? And all that kind of stuff. This is going to be Saturday, April 18th. That's coming soon, dude. Yeah. You got to. We're a month away. You need to go to. I'm going to send you down uh, to cousin Brucey. And see if he can take you into the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge for a, a quick fucking course. Because you need... Why aren't we sending Brucey to this? Why you? This is crazy. We have all the VJs. Why aren't the VJs there? And it's going to be on channel 310. That's Sirius XM's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame radio. All day long, Saturday. April 18th. And you're anchoring all day long. I will be anchoring all day I'm going to be exhausted by the time this is done. Um, Joe, Joe, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, you just yeah. told uh, Fez to remember what he was told in the meeting yesterday. I just want to find out what was he told. Um, say, I shouldn't have even said that much. I said more than I, um, I said more than I should have. Dan in Florida. Hey, buddies. Hey, I guess uh, Shelby and uh, Fezzi are too scared to fucking correct you when you said Pete Rose is going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. Baseball Hall of Fame, Ronnie. Well, first of all, I also believe he belongs into the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but they found out that... I shouldn't even put it out publicly, but I'm going to. Pete Rose bet on Woodstock. And... um, I'm going to send Dan into the I love you, Fez Watley. I'm going to send Dan into the Fez Watley uh, prize closet. And quite frankly, Fez, there's an odor coming out of that closet. Mm-hmm. As if somebody went in there and shat. That's the past tense of shit. It was not I that shatted. It was not I that shatted. That would make shatted the past tense of a past tense shat. Yes, I know. I'm very well aware (laughs) that you had to find a way to seriously screw a pooch that has jizz coming out of it. Um, Steve in Georgia. Ronnie B, million bucks team. Yeah. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm okay with the sports. I'm mild. The music is what I love. And to watch what I love 
gets screwed up in its Hall of Fame, it's just painful. The problem, they just let in too many people. Absolutely. They They should have slowed this process down years ago, been much more selective, and you're letting in people now, and it's frankly an embarrassment and become meaningless to the people they did let in. Welcome uh, your commentary, and let me say. Well, well hold on before you leave. I just ahead. want to give yep. me somebody that you would yank out now. Give me, give me the people. Can you give me who was put in last year? Uh, well, I'll just give you the people going in this year because that's All the right. list. Ringo Starr, would you not have him? Absolutely not. Under no circumstances has he done anything as a solo artist to warrant uh, being inducted into the hall. Bill Withers. Uh, no. Too, uh, too isolated. Uh, Lou Reed. Yes, absolutely. Paul Butterfield. Yes, absolutely. Influential. Green Day. Uh, no. Too soon. Uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Absolutely. 100% first day of eligibility. And then the five Royals. Um, no. Too obscure. They are pretty obscure. and I mean, that just goes to show you that you might not be alive for it, but everyone will get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The problem I have with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is no name ever comes up that I'll go, oh, my God, they don't belong there. So you really do need somebody to, to you know, the, the, the hall becomes more precious the less you let in. That's why the Baseball Hall of Fame is the best of all the Hall of Fames. It's the only Hall of Fame that matters because they are adamant about not letting people in. In some years, no one gets in. Ladies and gentlemen, an entire generation does not belong in there. Um, But football, no one even sits and thinks about it. Basketball, I'm sure you wouldn't, if I gave you names, you wouldn't know whether they were in or not. I I wouldn't have a clue. Football has to do a minimum of five every year. The other problem with football is it's really tough to, it's one of those things where they're quarterback heavy, and no one really knows who's the best guard anyway. You have to be told by a line coach whether it's some offensive lineman is the best in the business or not. Um, and it d- generally doesn't. I mean, most of the time, you could take the best lineman, uh, a guy getting paid, you know, $12 million a year, and he could walk through the mall next to the stadium after the game, and no one's going to stop him. He's just not that known to people. No, people would just say, wow, that's a big guy. If. You know, I don't know if you've been in the mall lately, but he's not that much bigger than other people. He's not that much bigger than other women in a lot of malls around the country. So that's the problem I have with your Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Fez. First of all, i got a giant problem with you hosting this. I was selected, and I'm going to be there Saturday, April 18th. For that reason, I I admire you for it. I mean, you never turn down a job if something comes up. But I'm worried about you filling time. I'm worried you having stories and backstories. Well, I'm going to learn as I go, as I meet the inductees, the presenters, and the acts who are performing. That's not what we're looking for in a host. We're not looking for, like, you wouldn't want to see a Super Bowl and have the commentator say, now, who are the guys in the red uniform? And do they always wear red? I'm just going to do a lot of, you know, hey, Paul Butterfield, what's your story? That's it. But what do you do when you don't have Paul Butterfield with you? There's a lot of times in between when you get to talk to the acts. And you have to keep us at home excited about this. Um, 
Let's go to um, let's go to our buddy Bill. Bill, what's up, pal? Hey, big ass Carl. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, uh, Ronnie, you know legendary Philly DJ, the gear with the heater. Well, we got Fezzy, the geezer with the heater. See, that's going to hurt his feelings. That's one of the things that got to you that the skanks said when they said you were too old to fuck. Yeah, yeah. When they made that pronouncement and then just laughed all the way through it. I brought that up to Anthony when I was uh, on his uh, schmodcast. Uh, I said that you were unfuckable. And he said, no, we never said that he was unfuckable. We just said that he gave up his fuckability range. Where now... That sounds like a uh, polite way of saying unfuckable. Well, it's not... It's not that you can't be fucked, but you worry too much about your heart to fuck. I am concerned about that, but yeah. there's no reason for other people to laugh and point and no ridicule. One, no one pointed, Fez. I don't know why you say point. You added point it when you didn't need to. Maybe we should go back and play all those clips so you can see they weren't so bad. Did you get a call from Big J? No, I never did. That surprises me. Yeah, and he has my number. Ooh. And he never even checked in on that, huh? Nope, not even a text. Uh, Dave, Tennessee. Uh, yeah, Ronnie, I was wondering if the inductees are going to have name tag. Otherwise, Fez ain't going to know who to talk to or who they are. It's you a really good point. Like. He's going to end up spending 15 minutes with the fucking janitor. Uh, Dean. Uh, hey, Ron. Uh you might want to go with Fez to that rock and roll gig. Uh, he has a slight tendency to freeze up, and 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 I can I can hear his confidence starting to to erode right now. All right, you brought up something, and I'm not going to say anything about it. But now that it's out on the table, I am. I refuse to do any project that Fez isn't involved in. On Mast Bennington, he's there. Uh, Ron Bennington interviews. He's there by my side for all this. But now I don't get invited to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? This was all very last minute. You know, I remember... Uh, why? We still have weeks. This is not last minute. It's not starting now. This is, this is the second slight I've ever felt about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The first one, years ago, I had tickets to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Black Girl. And, uh, well, I don't know how we got them. But me and Earl had tickets. And it was the year that Black Sabbath came in. And uh, Earl said to me, uh, Jimmy is looking for tickets and he's going crazy. And I said to Earl, Earl, give him my ticket. I really don't give a fuck. Because Earl wanted to take pictures and Jimmy wanted to, you know, he just loves Black Sabbath and all. So Earl... Gave him my ticket, right? But then took full credit for giving him my ticket. Even ending up in Jimmy's book as Earl gave the ticket. And it was something like, Earl's such a great guy. He yeah. got me a ticket. And I'm too classy ever to bring it up. That will die with me, folks. That is a story that will never be told. But Earl did that to me. When I should have been... I should have um, opened up Jimmy's book and just heard this. And 
that's when some masked man left me his ticket. An anonymous person named Ron Bennington. There's a zero hosting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Can I just say something? I would never want to jinx you, Fez. I hope Thank you, you. I hope you fucking lock up, and I hope Ringo Starr starts to yell at you for it. That feels like a jinx. I hope Ringo Starr is screaming, I don't have time to waste like this. Which one is Ringo? Why would you ask me what instrument I play? This is a big gig for you. It's huge. I was really surprised and honored that they came and asked me to go do this. I'm surprised and disappointed. So we're half. We share one part of this together. We're sorted together on it. Fuck, you get to do all the great gigs. You get to do all the, You're going to meet all these. Beck is going to be performing that night. Dave Grohl, Joe Walsh, Tom Morello, John Legend. I think John Legend's going to sing something really soft but heartbreaking. Uh, Jimmy Vaughn. And then it says this, others. Live backstage reports. Do you realize that we could send any of our VJs there? They would be perfect being doing this. I guess so. I guess Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Radio just wants a new sound. And that sound is the sound of silence. That should be your fucking theme song when you come out. Hello, dark-ass, you old queen. By the way, I saw Fez today, and I'm not even this. I'm not even making this up. From a distance, half of his mustache was glowing, just shining in the morning sun, and the other half could not be seen. Who's the person who gave you this fucking gig? Let's just say that, and, and that'll be it, and I won't get my feelings hurt. Who gave you the gig to do this? Greg Steele. All right, I'm just saying this. I have a name for my pain, and it is Greg Steele. I have a name for my revenge, and it is Greg Steele. And I will not fucking rest. And do I know his heart has stopped? And that is not a threat. Don't take it that way. If something happens to him, don't come and question me. I'm sure I'm one of just a million to feel the same way. I'm going to be listening to this show, Fez. Mm -hmm. I hope so. Just to hear you embarrass yourself and the company and guess what we know that's not your real name Greg Steele we're very familiar with radio names and if you're going to have a cool last name like Steele why waste Greg up front Bert Steele would have been a much better name my friend Um, Dave in Columbus. Hi, Ronnie. Yeah. When the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame started, wouldn't it been better just to call it a music hall of fame because of the country, uh, pop and rap, people getting in, soul singers, and another thing, is the Starlin vocal band in there? Um, well, Dave, we understand racism, but you have given it a voice that we probably haven't had since George Wallace. So thank you for that. I'd like you to hold, I'd like to hold you up as an example for what 
I don't want the rest of the world to be like. Like Michelle Obama's mom, who didn't want her daughter to marry somebody who was, and I'm throwing up the quote signs now, high yeller. Or as my mom used to say, it's a shame because they don't fit in either world. And I go, where's the black world, mom? And she goes, where we used to live, Chester. Have you been there lately? They closed the train station. I go, I only know that because you tell me every dinner. Every dinner starts with the same thing. It used to be great. Now they close the straight train station. Um, Jason, Rochester. Hey, I was going to suggest that Fez takes uh, hypnot- uh, his hypnotist to... You just uh, called him a hypnotist. <laughs> <laughs> but then I heard that you mentioned my brother Greg. I just want to say, Ronnie, don't you hurt my brother, Greg. Don't you hurt my brother. That's good. There's a. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike. Mike in Atlantic City. Good afternoon, Mr. B. Hey. I don't know how you follow that last call, but. I know. Uh, I haven't uh, been a serious subscriber in some years now. I wanted to see if uh, you or Fezzy could uh, recap the past six years or maybe hit the restart. Maybe not Fez because he's a town liar, but whatever you could do could help. Last time I seen these guys were top dogs. Now these guys are raw dogs. What, what has happened? Well, the way that I would describe our performance over the last five years, and I don't know if you would agree with me, Fez, but I'd say punctual. I think that the best way to look at this is the show starts on time. And the whole thing of some people who like didn't have the service and coming back, they're like, oh, you're on a different channel. It doesn't seem that way to us because we're in the same room. So... <laughs> Hold on, I've got to get that. I'm expecting a drum kit with my name on the front of it. Um, hold on, this just came in. Be not called, have to break by 12.47, have to play EAS test. Now, this has been sent to us from a person who played an Indian in a John Wayne movie. <laughs> Be not call. <laughs> Have to break by 1247. Have to play EAS test. We should have known by the smoke signals. That's racism, dude. That's racism. And by the way, do you know what they used to call smoke signals back then? No. Tatanka. They would call really? everything Tatanka. Even their little trucks were Tatanka trucks. Note to self. Get back to work on Buffalo truck experiments. P.S. Almost looks like piss when you write it out like that. I'm really fucking mad about this. Um, James in Ohio. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, does Fest know if they're going to be on HBO? Is HBO taping? Is that live? Is it taped? Will he be yeah, on TV? Fez. 
the greatest fucking thing that anybody could ever get. Is it also going to be on HBO? Are you going to be on HBO too? Yeah, it's going to be on HBO, but uh, down the road. We're going to be broadcasting live April 18th. That's a Saturday when the ceremony's actually happening. Let me slow this down so you can understand it. The question that we care about is, are you going to be on HBO? Yes. Yes, we're part of the team coverage there. I fucking hate him so much. I don't want him to find it out, but I am so jealous, and I fucking hate him for getting this great gig, and I didn't get it. I can hear you. I'm very supportive of you. For, let me do the, the bit, though. I'm very supportive of you for getting this. I think it's great. I don't think it's great. I hate him. And I'm going to try to ruin it. Let me, uh, if you get a chance, I want to help you pick out your, your uh, clothes. There's an Eagles touring uh, silk jacket from 1977 that I think is going to look badass on you. Uh, that'll be in an uh, HBO type. He wants us to let everyone to know May 30th or 30th, as he calls it. Uh, Fez, remember, the Apaches want us to break. Now, I want this to be your concern of the clock. Okay. I don't like to be clock boy. So at 12.47 Eastern time. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't, have I ever gone by Central or West Coast time for you? What, am I a fucking Rocky Mountain Ron? Is that the nickname I get from people? Because let's stop that shit now. I don't want to be stuck with the fucking name Rocky Mountain Ron. Rocky Mountain High. I should just give you rock and roll questions to see if you know who's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or not. Are the cars in? Yes. You're wrong. And the cars belong in there. Actually, I, if I had your gig, I would just make announcements that the cars are also going in today. And I'll be accepting and singing uh, some of the songs for you folks. She's a slut like you, the dangerous type. You know why I think the cars never went in? They're a sullen band, not very smiley. you got to come off a little happier. Um, Ryan, go ahead. Uh, Fez. Yes. Uh, I think you might want to do a little research. You said earlier you were going to interview Paul Butterfield. Right. Paul Butterfield's been dead for 27 years. That's going to be an amazing interview then. All right, good tip. I can probably use that. Fez, West Coast. I just got a sign that said West Coast. Was that for me? Yes. Better, Fez. Why are you getting the West Coast sign? I don't know. Because it's also three, isn't it? You're supposed to know the clock. Not Rocky. You're not going to have Rocky Mountain Ron to fucking lean on like the old days. There's Mark Furman on Fox. 
and he actually just said, he's sitting there talking about the Robert Durst trial and said this is the first murder in this country and N-word didn't do. And he said N-word since he's basically responsible for it. Mark Furman is considered peace, by the way, Fez, peace. Uh, Mark Furman is considered a good-looking guy? Yeah. He's a racist. That's why I don't fucking understand you people. Fez can only get a hard-on for a racist. If someone is a racist, do you also expect them to be homophobic? Yeah, I, I expect them to be against everybody. That's a prejudice. See, that's the thing. I got caught in my own trap. Well, there's gay racists. You run into gay racists all the time. But that is an interesting thing. Like, if you expect someone to, to feel one way, we, you know, do you also expect them to do the other? Like, there's, there's, do you think that there's anyone who's anti-abortion, right, who also doesn't want us to just bomb the Middle East? We expect them to go in the same way. Yeah, I don't think there's any difference. Turn it to glass. That's what I say. Turn it to glass. And women shouldn't get a choice. We're number one, Fez. You know what that means? We've got a break in one moment. You know, the way that I had to fucking lead you like a horse to water lets me know that this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction is going to be a nightmare. I've got a month to prepare. You've had fucking 70 years to prepare on doing this show. And you, and you haven't given it any time. Well, everyone turn that on so you can hear the, the, no, you know what? I'm just going to wish you the best, and I hope you do a great job with it. It's going to be Saturday, April 18th, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Radio on Sirius XM Channel 310. Live backstage reports. Live read backstage reports. You haven't brought up one new thing. I'm going to throw it to break right now, and then I'm going to spend the rest of this time crying and throwing up. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Comedy Hits Channel Ron and Fez show. Um, a lot of uh, buzz out there about Fez's gig at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you've been offered Fez Flathead come out there with you and make it interesting. Oh, I'm fine, thank you. Serious XM's got me covered. Thank you, though, Flats. But can I just tell you something that Flat brings to the table? What's that? No one will sleep the whole time that you're out there. Nor change out of that same good-looking suit. No matter how day, many days you're on the run. It's the same suit. Flatware. Flatware. Um, Garrison. Garrison, how are you? Hey, Ronnie. You sound like a buck three eighty today. But Watley, on the other hand, million bucks. Million bucks today, buddy. 
You hey, sounded uh, great, Fezzi. I think it's a new confidence to go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, and it's it's the excitement of being selected because I'm like you said, I'm sure there was other people up for this gig. I know what we can do to keep this going. What's that? Give you the stick. Take the stick. I'll wingman you today. I can try that. See, this is what I worry about happening at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Don't try it. Do. What did Yoda say? There is no try. Only do. Well, Donald Trump has um, started a, um, a presidential exploratory committee. Okay. So this is the furthest he's ever gone in all the times where he says he claims he's running for president. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are some pundits thinking that he may actually be serious this time. Well, what about you, Fez? Speak for yourself. You've got the stick. I don't care about the pundits. I care about Fez J. Watley. I think he goes for it this time. I don't think it's a bunch of just Trump speak. I think right now he feels like it's a fairly weak field. Everyone's got a big weakness about them. And he might be able to sneak in on this thing and get a nomination. I think that's what's going on in his mind. Well, you, you're trying to think what he's thinking, but what do you think, Fez? You're the man with the stick. You're Fez J. Watley. He, he won't win the nomination. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The truth seer has seen it and has put it out there. Now, he's not getting my vote, uh, but neither is Jeb Bush, neither is Hillary Clinton, who I sometimes call Billary, because of the way she is. I am going off the two-party system, and I am putting my vote, and I hope that you'll follow this with me, for the next president of the United States of America, the champion, Judah Freelander. So, I'm throwing a straw hat into the air. Judah Freelander, and this is all up on the entire bank today. He's laying stuff out. Number one, he's not just going to be the president of the United States. He's also going to be the president of Canada. And this will be the first time that this has ever happened. He also plans on ruling this state by state. President of North Dakota first, and then moving his way around in the country. So there you have it, folks. I am the first person this year giving myself over and saying, here's the next president of the United States. I'm not thinking it. I'm not supposing. I'm cocksure. 2016 belongs to the champion, Judah Freelander. Now, I am not exploring this, Fez, like a Donald J. Trump. I'm going full in. Go over to the iBang, sign up with me. Some of the early people are going to be getting cabinet spots. The next president of the United States is the champion. 
Judah Freelander. Now, did you see that thing where the guy was lifting all that weight and Schwarzenegger was like yelling for him to do it? No, I haven't seen this. Plus, are you going to be hosting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or not? Because this is some of the shit that comes up. This guy is lifting like a thousand pounds. Freelander came in and lifted that guy and the weights. Started fucking pressing it. Judah Freelander, next president of the United States. Jackie in California. Hey, Ron. Hey. I called the other day. Uh, I was asking you about um, <clears throat> Bob Fass. I have no memory of you whatsoever, Jackie. Okay, that's fine. I just wanted, I had gotten cut off, and I had I wanted to tell you that um, that you had reminded me so much of him. That's why I had even called your show in the first place, after I watched that documentary um, of Bob Bass. But anyway, I also wanted to um, to ask Fuzzy um, if, the, if the doctors had told him, like, you know, when he has the heart attacks and stuff, that that makes you really, um, your emotions, like, all messed up. And um, it's totally normal for him to be like that. And I wondered if he, if they must have told him that, I would think, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They told me about it, and I've talked to the doctor about it, too. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, because it seems like he's panicking about something that is totally normal for him to be going through. So maybe Xanax is good for him. I don't know. Yeah, that could be. Okay, who is this? You're talking to Ron and Fez. Okay, right, right. Okay. Well, that was all. I just wanted to. I just wanted to say that you know, Fez is needed, and, and his presence is felt, even if he doesn't say anything, and that he's really important to the show, and and he's a great guy. Thanks. I'll pass that along to him. And I'm glad he shows up. Even I'm just glad he shows up. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Did she get you upset, Fez? Yeah, well, yeah. Confused and upset. Don't worry about it. You got the stick. You got it, Big C. I don't have anything. I'm sorry. What did she do to you? You were doing great. Because she said the word panic? I guess. You got it. Go ahead. I'm your wingman. I'm following you. Um, want to let everyone know about an unmasked that's coming up. That is special guest John Cryer. John Cryer is going to be the next guest on Unmasked. That happens Tuesday, April 7th at 3 p.m. right here at Sirius XM. So if you want to be there for Unmasked with John Cryer, biggest sitcom of all time, Two and a Half Men just wrapped up, you can um, go to the interrobang.com com to be part of that audience. Don Wiki Wicklin just uh, wrote this. That sounds good today. Yeah, I wish he hadn't. Why? It just weirds me out. 
Someone else wrote this. Fez is going to ruin the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Don't um, let that get into your head, though. I'll try not to. And then Adam sent a Rock and Roll, uh, a Roxy Music playlist. Uh, he wants us to do it on the Bennington show this week, which we are not doing a Bennington show this week. That will this week we're taking a much needed break, and then we'll be back the following week. You got the stick, Big J. I'm sorry, I can't think of anything. You got all this stuff written in front of you, stuff to talk about. I'm worried about this happening at the Hall of Fame. Me too. Or Hoff, as I call it. Floyd, uh, Floyd Merriweather says he is spending $1,000 a meal with a private chef so that his diet is perfect going into the Manny Pacquiao fight. This seems a little bit like Rocky. Like Rocky? Like Rocky Three, where the training was just a little bit too fancy, and he ended up getting beaten very quickly by Clever Lang. Well, Clever Lang may have uh, done that to Rocky Three, but you cannot believe a single thing Floyd Mayweather says. Everything that he says is a lie. Uh, he'll take just pictures of cars, a fleet of cars, and say that they're his. He'll have stacks of money. Uh, what is he eating that costs this grant? It's, um, I don't know what the exact diet is, but it's the, um, the uh the chef the the, the celebrity chef. chef he's eating the chef now he has a chef coming in but every chef is a celebrity chef now he's sucking on the balloons oh floyd way to keep yourself in the news it is the Ron and Fez Show. Big Fez Watley is doing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and also has the stick today. They also debuted the uh, belt that uh, the winner of the Mayweather-Pacquiao uh, bout is going to receive. That's on the Interbang. If you want to look at a picture of the emerald-encrusted $1 million title belt. One million dollars. It's a million dollars. It's it's actually just covered in a thousand of his meals. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't think of anything. Oh, it's the Ron and Fez show coming up. A little later on in the show, uh, is a special comedian guest. Uh, big uh, news, because the country 
cannot get enough of Robert Durst, the man behind Jinx. They're now saying that the AP had put him out as the lead singer of Limp Biscuit, getting a little confused with Fred Durst, who has actually done more damage to this country than Robert Durst could ever fucking do. Uh, and then they're also now trying to do a spinoff, saying the real mastermind in that family is the wife, Fred Durst's wife, uh, who's out there, um, has been running this whole show. So I hope this spins off into her, and I can't wait for the trial, and I want it to be on 3D. Uh, I want it to be the first trial ever on TV in 3D. I want to go and see this trial at IMAX every single day. And then I want to make it so that when they do finally find him guilty, that the mob can rush him in and string him up like the Old West. We won't even wait. And I'm not saying that because I hate him. I just say it because of the excitement of how goddamn fun this show was. Jason, Panic in Detroit. You're on the Ron hey, Fed Show. Hey, Rocky Mountain Ron. Hey, um... I got an idea. Maybe Fess could call Johnny over at the Hard Rock and get one of those outfits, you know, they had hanging up on the wall, so he can wear the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony. I think he'd look good. Maybe something by Prince. I have a feeling that if Fez nails this thing down, and I think that he wants to, he's taking a little time in between taking the stick, but he's going to get the stick again today. I believe that Johnny's going to ask for Fez's pants for the first time in history, even though I remember one time back in the early 2000s, Johnny tried to get into Fess's pants, as in grabbing his cock and or balls. Steve in Philly, how are you? Hey, Ron, how you doing? Cool. Hey, um, I want to ask Fez about his uh, eating schedule. He used to talk about what he would eat every day, have a strict schedule of eating. Does he still have that? Fez, every day for breakfast? Eats a goose, the largest goose in town. His lunch, humiliation, followed by lobster tails and popcorn. It works for him, and he's got the stents to prove it. I'd like to do a thing what they're doing with people now where they're just asking them questions. You know, like when you're in a job interview, they ask you questions that are difficult to answer, like in a job interview, they'll say, and how many taxes at any given time are running in New York City? And the reason why they ask questions like that is just to see the way the mind works. And my question would be, what has more tunnels? Pittsburgh or Fez Watley's heart? You have five seconds to answer that question. You motherfucker. Um, Matt. Matt in Ohio. How we doing, guys? We're doing so goddamn good today. That is fantastic, sir. Uh, I just want to offer, if Fez actually goes through this uh, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing, I'd be happy to show him around Cleveland, show him some of the spots he should probably be uh, hitting That'll up. That'll take for, seven minutes. Uh, you yeah. see what I'm doing there, Fez? Yeah, you yeah. got him. I got that. I got Matt from Ohio just where I want him. Look, here's what he's planning on doing. Fez is going to open up the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by tearing a fucking telephone book in half and then say like this, 
If I can do that to a telephone book, what do you think I can do to your fucking face? We'll be right back. It's Fez Watley for the 2015 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I would listen to that every day. I would, too. Also, Fez, this is open like this. I'm Fez Watley, and that's my cock. <laughs> you got to build up your strength, Fezzy. Now, when you gave up the stick when you had it, right? Mm-hmm. I see that you have a piece of paper sitting in front of you with 12 different topics. Why did you turn down all 12 topics? I couldn't think of anything to say about any one of them. It's like it it's like hard for my to even focus on it. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Yeah, you do feel focused today. I just had that fear light in front of my eyes. There's a fear light. Turn on your fear light. I wonder if that lady cursed you. You know what I mean? Like she somehow, because you were fucking cruising to that lady. But what if we the played. The caller before didn't help either. What if we played their calls backwards? Would that return you to your greatness that you had 15 minutes ago? Now, Fez, I'm going to ask you about a story. There's a, a little town down, I believe, in North Carolina, and a hairy, naked dude stands in his doorway or in the front of his house as the neighbors walk by. Women, children, men. He doesn't care as long as they see his... I'm going to say something in case kids are listening. Thick, veiny cock. Now, they took this to the police, right? They called 911, and they said, Policeman, there's a man standing around... What is junk hanging? And his junk is hanging low. And it don't look good, and he's very hairy, and he's pale. The police looked it over and said, there's nothing we can do about it. He's in his home. That's a place for his dick. If you don't want to see it, don't look at him. And they came back with, could you at least make him shave or make it presentable in some way? They said no. Legally, you can stand in your home and while the children are going to the bus stop, lean over, spread your ass cheeks, and bear your hiney hole to the world. Now, Fez Watley, before you take this, this stick for the next 45 minutes, good law, bad law, what law? This is a good law. This way, if people, I agree with the police, don't look. They should be cited for being peeping toms. If they're looking in his doorway, then they're looking specifically for that to happen. I don't want to throw you off, but you called it a Jude law. <laughs> that should throw me off. And yet it didn't. Um, here's my buddy, John M.S., John. Hey, yeah. hey, I just want to say uh, congratulations to Fezzi on the mm. Hall of Fame gig. I mean, that's big time. And um, I also want to ask Ronnie, uh, do you feel left out that you weren't uh, invited along with the big cat there? I could not be more jealous 
I am wishing this to become a disaster. I am screaming. Oh. I ran down the hall, bad mouthing, you know, and taking other people who didn't get the gig and go, you believe this shit? Who did Fez blow to get this? I am doing everything that I can to make Fez persona non grata around here. As a matter of fact, in the lunchroom later, when Fez goes to sit at the table with us, we all plan to quietly get up and move to the next table. That's bullying. The dolphins prove that. It would be bullying if we stomped your shit, which has been brought up a couple times. <laughs> well, congratulations, Fez. It's, an, uh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime gig. And as happy as I am for you, that, for getting this, Fez, mm-hmm. I also hate you and i hate your guts uh bobby in vegas hey fez earlier you were saying that uh floyd mayweather was training like clever lang from rocky three he did say clever lang he meant to say clubber but okay yeah but he said it and i already thought that that was funny too but uh earlier today i said pete rose couldn't get into the rock and roll hall of fame and i fucking stand by that I stand by me. I won't let nobody hurt me. I stand by me. What artist does that, Fizz? I have no idea. I'll probably find out at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're from Cleveland. The lead singer's from Cleveland. Moved to London. Ringo? You just said that to be a wise ass. You know that Ringo's not from fucking Cleveland, don't you? I was just trying to think of anyone that's in London now. Well, there's only like 8 million people. Um, Ryan. Ryan. Yes, sir, Ronnie B. What can we do for you? I want to hear about Shell Bow. Maybe is this why uh, Fez uh, can't talk yet again? Do you feel bad to the... The fatherless Shelby got screwed yesterday in his meeting, or any update on that? Uh, I thought that Shelby, uh, you know, he's very good in a meeting because he has to do this so many times now. And he always says those things like, I got to make sure that I, you know, put my nose to the grindstone. I got to make sure that I'm a team player. He just does these little catchphrases, the kind of shit that you'd say if you were in the principal's office. But he does it so much, he's good at it. If I had to say how he handled himself in that meeting, I'll give him a solid A. Uh, John, in in Washington. Hey there, Ron. You know, would you actually admit for once that you're on Fezzi's over this? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. Am I on Fez's dick on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing? The short answer is yes. I am on his dick about this. And I will say that Fez has never even went out and tried to get this gig. He didn't politic for it. He did nothing. They just handed it to him. I didn't know it was available. And as happy as I am for him, I also want the plane that he's flying in to crash into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And for all that merchandise to be destroyed. And hopefully all the bands will be in there and the audience. Like his plane is late. It's delayed by some kind of fog. Um, 
Uh, drag Johnny. I will take those pants of fezes and hang them up in a very nice spot at the Hard Rock if he does well with this. Why don't you put it in the men's room and say, here, boys, jizz on this. <laughs> we don't encourage jizzing in the bathroom. Why not? It's rock and roll, man. No, it's a nice family establishment. Well, I've never been to a family establishment. I haven't come in. Oh. I think I speak for everybody when I say that. <laughs> And as far as trying to get into Fezzi's pants, things that happen at Lights Out parties stay at Lights Out parties, my friend. It's been a long time since the Lights Out party. <sighs> that was the dough. Remember those days, Fezzi? Oh, yes, I do. He was wrestling a man every night, just about every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, Johnny, have you ever been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I, you know, I've never been out to Cleveland to the, to the actual Rock Hall of Fame. I was at the induction ceremonies. Was it last year? Yeah, last year. Well, I will tell you, it's your place without the food. I don't understand. <laughs> and I'm not even making that up. When I got there, I went, this is a hard rock. I'm just walking around a hard rock. Why can't I have some melted fried cheese? Maybe well, you have a healthy them. menu now, too, right, Jenny? Of course. Yeah. Veggie burgers and steamed vegetables. Nice yeah. salads. All healthy options. I don't know whether you've ever had the veggie burger there, but it comes out of the same place. They make the cheeseburgers. And they no. just say, this is a veggie burger. And they put a pickle on it. There you go. Health nut. Here you go, health nut. Enjoy. Tomato as well. So it's a couple of veggies. I'm on a kind of a crazy health thing now. I stopped smoking while I eat. And uh, everybody in my family is making fun of me for it. But I just feel like, you know what? For digestion purposes... You know, I thought if I could get rid of the lungs, I could have a little more room for my meal. Uh, Johnny, it's so good to talk to you today. Do you ever, uh, is there anyone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that you don't think belongs there? No, I think that everybody, you know, I mean, there's some, there's some bands that I may not necessarily have know of that are in there because they do, you know, hit all kinds of some older, uh, some older genres. But I think that, you know, there's a great panel of judges that, that judges who should be in there. So I think that, uh, you know, I mean, people get into the, well, should rap be in there because it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? But I, I don't, I'm not one That's of those. That's pure that, racism. No, yeah, I, I, I think that I, I have no problem with a Run DMC being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or, you know, the Beastie Boys or, you know, because they, they were very formative in, a certain, in certain genres of music. So I think that there's nothing wrong with that. I was shocked that the Franco family got in there, Fez. But then I had to remember, a heartbeat is a love beat. And a love beat's a good sensation. Um, all right, Johnny. Later, boys. You the man. How can I be the man when you're the man? How can I be the man when you're the man? You ready to take the stick, Fezzy? Because mm. I'll follow you anywhere. No, I'm not. Why? It's all sitting there in front of you. If you're going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you got to be ready to roll with it. Like Stevie Winwood. Like little Stevie Winwood said. Um, Rick is calling from a place that's called Taranto, according to this. Thanks for taking my call. That's my job, uh, Ricky. Uh, your earlier query, that was Chrissy Hine, who was on your show, and you did a fantastic interview with her not too long ago. It's very, very true. Song. 
And Fez, I think it would be absolutely charming to have somebody non-biased and uh, not industry-influenced doing that show like yourself. I'd like to hear you say, yeah, that was okay, but I don't see what's the big deal. Like somebody honest, somebody who's not sucking ass. Do a great job, Fezzy. Wait a minute. You're saying that to the same guy who will swear that he watches TV shows if they give him a buck. He swears that he uses a product if it's on the live read page. I mean, really, we honestly will believe the things that Fez says and or reads? Yeah, because he doesn't like music. He doesn't like music, so he's not biased. If If ISIS bought a fucking spot thing, Fez would be recruiting in five minutes. It would not dawn on him. Not to try to get well, children to do that. He's going to do a great job. And you should have had Pink Floyd the Wall on your list yesterday for best record of all time. See, Thanks I don't think... I, I, it's, it's probably not even in my top four favorite Pink Floyds. That's right, how, start to finish. Yes, yeah, start Go see to the finish. Concert. I'm going to pick Dark Side over them. I'm honestly going to pick here. Wish You Were Here as maybe yeah. even my favorite Pink Floyd album. I might even go as far as picking animals first. I'm in a fucking crazy mood today. Fez Watley, running the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and quite frankly, the Ron and Fez show. Um, you got people saying good stuff about you today, Fez. You got the Don thing. Are you feeling stronger? No, that just makes me antsy. Why is that antsy? It's you don't it like feels jinxy. You you don't like hearing good things and you don't like hearing bad things. No, they both screw with me. So what do you like here? Mediocre stuff? Would you would this throw you off? Fez is on the Ron and Fez show. Would that bother you? No, that seems perfect. Elon Musk. Elon's coming. He says that the cars that you are driving today shall one day be outlawed. And you will be breaking the law if you're driving your gas guzzler. Shocking coming from a man who's trying to sell everyone on the planet an electric car. I would have thought that he would have said this. I'm really just building a golf cart. I can't imagine anyone driving this car unless they're with three, three different friends taking the afternoon off. I don't see this catching on. Um, what he needs to do to push this is, like with cigarettes and secondhand smoke, secondhand exhaust. They say they already have the secondhand exhaust out there. Uh, they say it's way more dangerous than people smoking. That if you're walking down the road breathing that stuff in, um, which surprised me because I have a babysitting service put in a garage, and I don't want anyone to snatch the children. I always shut. I bring the door down. I start the cars because the kids like to listen to music, and then I go, "Oh my God! I didn't even say nap time," and they're all laying on the floor. This is great. I just throw some juice boxes on this on the floor in case they wake up. Well, safety first. That is true, Fezzi. Safety does come first. But yeah, I don't know why that may. I put the fact that this makes news up there with Floyd, 
Mayweather. I spent a thousand dollars on every meal and everyone just accepting it because he has a celebrity chef, which is now every celebrity. Like, I'll be in a fucking restaurant, I'll see light bulbs going off, and I'm like, oh, who's here? And then I'll just see it's the fucking, you know, a guy heading to a fryer. That doesn't impress me, Fez. You know what impresses me? What's that? A guy with five Pulitzer Prizes. That fucking impresses me. Also, one time, I saw a guy just bite into a glass and start fucking chewing it right there at the bar. That impresses me. And you impress me. Ready to get up off the turf and grab that stick. I'm following you, big cat. Let's go. Let's go. Don't give yourself that space. Just jump into talking. You got it. I'm with you. You just start saying words. This was a frightening study where... It, it, it tell us what the study is, and then we'll be all, all talking to you about it. Yeah, where it says... Yeah, take it from the beginning again about how frightened you are. This is a disturbing study. What if you do a thing like, this is a frightening study. This is a very frightening study. Don't get caught up into my world. I'm just trying to fuck with you. Do your thing. Mm -hmm. You're Fez J. Watley. No one even knows what the J stands for. I believe it's Jagoff. Go. In an emergency, you're better off calling uh, an Uber car than an ambulance. You're going to get to the hospital faster. Well, an Uber car, do you know how many there are? No. About every third car that you see in New York will pick you up right now for a dollar. So they're all over the place. Like, all right, do you, have you ever been on Uber? Never. All right, here's my Uber right here, right? And I'm just going to... Um, Click onto their site, and when I hit this, I am never more than... All right, according to this, if I wanted to be picked up, I can be picked up in two minutes. And you can see the... See, this is where we are, uh-huh. and there's all the possibilities of the people that pick me up, right? Oh, wow, we're surrounded. Are there fucking ambulances all over? No. Is there a central location where the Uber cars have to come from? No. So this study could be done by anyone. Now, the difference is there's no one in that Uber car who can help me if I'm choking. There's no one in that Uber car that could help me if I'm having a heart attack or if I have a wound. It's simply to get there. Um, I would imagine if you're bleeding all over the place, they wouldn't even let you in their car in the first place. I don't know how they let you in the car, but... Uh, if you give them money, they'll do anything. Because I put a dead body in the trunk with the fucking dude two nights ago. Hold on. Probably shouldn't have said that. Let me switch that. I put a wounded body that later died in the trunk. That doesn't sound better. I was not even in a car the other night. On my way out to the swamps of Jersey. And I was actually, I just said somewhere... They go, where do you like to go? I go, somewhere desolate and somewhere swampy and somewhere they'll never look for a body. While I'm digging a hole, I hit two different feet on my way down. That's how many people dump bodies in Jersey. Um, Logan, what's up, buddy? 
spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Little fuzzy rant going. You got four people shot in Phoenix, and the shooter is still on the loose. Uh, I'm not seeing any of that on TV. Uh, uh, who shot who? Uh, I don't, they, they don't have the They say a suspect is still on the loose. It just came over the AP wire that I saw. And this is in Phoenix. Yep. Well, AP also announced that Fred Durst killed the people in the Jinx okay. case. So, so we may not be uh, dead on with AP. Adrian Peterson? Associated Press. Now, color me embarrassed. Um, David, go ahead. Ronnie. Yeah, buddy. Did you see where the Eagles might sign Tebow if they get rid of Barkley? For real. They let him work out. That's all. They let him work out. Fez Watley has the stick today and uh, pulling up strong. Feeling good about that? I think you're feeling pretty good about that Uber thing, right? Yeah. And the angle that you had on it? I didn't really have an angle on it. I thought you did. I thought it came out great. I think Fez is back. At least to me you are, buddy. Thanks. Welcome. Tighten up that time, though. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Sorry. You're doing great. Pick one of those stories. Start talking about it. Coca-Cola um, nutritionists are saying that um, a Coke makes a great snack. It does. They must have gone to the Elon Musk School of Advertising and Studies. Tie in there. Um, I, this, the shots are fired in Meza near Main Street and a school area. Four shots in Mesa. Uh, and it's an active shooter situation. Um, Terry. Terry, what's up? Hey, Ronnie, what's the puzzle? What's the rumpus, Ronnie, my how, friend? How pissed are you going to be? If, Fez, if this isn't a, uh, a bit and Fez is actually going to do this show with the Hall of Fame and yeah. he does great, are you going to shoot up the XN Studios? Well, is there a word for hurt and angry? Does that Do we even have an emotion for that? Because I will be totally I, destroyed and lashing out at friends and strangers. <laughs> I'm afraid we're going to lose you if he does great. This is the gig of a lifetime and they gave it to Fez Watley. Look, this is like them saying, oh, Chris Stanley's in charge of the kegs. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's an unfairness to this. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that you're having a rough day today, Fez, but you're purposely leaving some dead air here until I take back over. You know what I mean? You're purposely doing stuff uh, that's dead airing so that I'll eventually say... Oh, I'm going to come in and do it. That's just my mind going blank and not knowing what to say. Your mind isn't blank. You have things written down in front of you to say. So I know you're doing it just not to fucking carry the water. I get it. 
a mesa is uh, going on. And, of course, that crazy Tunisian story this morning as well. So the second any shooting happens anywhere in the world, we're going to be all over it. Um, they are saying now that the guy, the shooter can be described as white with a bald head in his 40s or like every single dude that I know. Like, I'll, I'll fucking call the police right now and give them 50 names off the top of my head. But I thought we weren't allowed to say what race the person was. I guess you can if you're looking for them. Well, when we're looking for black people, we say youths, right? Isn't that the, the gimmick that everybody yells about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only reason to bring it up is if we're looking for them because they've done something. You'll never say this. Saw a white guy in his 40s walking through the mall today. I believe he had gelato, but it looks like ice cream to me. Back to you, Bob. That's what I say to people. When they're like, what kind of gelato do you like? I go like this. Oh, do you mean ice cream? Just give me that. Would you like some more gelato? Oh, do you mean more ice cream? Because there's no such fucking word as gelato. I lived here my whole life, and gelato just came up the last four years. If I'm in Rome, I'll call it gelato. Not in the fucking east side of New York, though. There it's ice cream. So that's what I'm saying, Fez. We're looking for this guy. He's a white guy in his 40s. Shaved head from Phoenix. Look, I'll just let's just turn everything over. It's Rob Cross. Rob Cross pulled this off again. Big Fez Watley running the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And that's why he has the stick today. Go ahead, Big Cat. Um, a thousand migrating geese dropped dead while they were in the sky. So I don't know if this is some sort of bird disease that only hits at high altitudes, but they just started uh, falling out of the sky. That's a crazy story. Yeah, it's... Yeah. People saw this happen? They saw a thousand birds just fall Mm -hmm. down at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was just the first bird that fucking fell, and the rest of them are so stupid, they just follow the leader. It doesn't take a lot of geese falling out of the sky to wreak havoc. Those things are huge, and they're just going to start doing damage left and right. I know that, because you eat one for breakfast every single day. Call back. Um... Let's head on over here, John in Strong Island. Yeah, I wonder if we can get Pepper Hicks in there to give Fezzi a pep talk. Um, well, what do you think, John? Who do you think fucking help lined up this bit for him right now? Well, How do you think that he's heading to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, unless it's new corporate Chris behind it? Tommy, Tombstone, what's up? What's up, Ronnie? Hey, I have a feeling this is going to be like in Goodfellas. Fez is going to walk into an empty auditorium and say, oh, no. 
That's fucking hysterical. Mike, Tennessee. Tennessee. What's up, dude? Hey, Ted. Hey, what is your take on the, the new Starbucks campaign? Have you seen anything about it? Was it right? Race together on your cups and then want you to uh, engage in a conversation about racism with the baristas? Do you think an employee has the, a CEO has the right to ask his employees to do that? Um... I, I, I'm I not sure exactly what it is. I hadn't heard about this. What happens is that the CEO of Starbucks has uh, told the baristas that when you get a chance, start talking race relations of people. And, you know, saying, you know, hey, how do you think it's going here? What do you think we can do to make the races get along better? This sounds like a horrible idea. Why? Because, well, they're not hired to do race relation talks. Who is, though? I mean, they're hired to do whatever. They're not really hired. They're not experts in anything other than making that coffee. So, you know, if you're going to say to somebody, you know, you're supposed to be outgoing with people. He thinks it's a great idea that they bring up race relations. And maybe we can make the coffee shop a place where people get together and talk about this stuff. And then we don't have another Ferguson. Now, I, this is what I would say. Like, you be the Starbucks guy and want to talk race relations with me. Hey, well, you're enjoying your coffee. Uh, would you like to talk about race relations? I really would. Like, for instance, uh, how does Starbucks feel about making these brown people pick fucking coffee beans for 20 cents a day? Don't you think a little money could go back their way? Oh, and one more thing. Let me throw this fucking hat cappuccino right in your face. I think people should be talking race relations all the time anyway. I think when you put it in corporate role, here's where it's going to backfire. What if there's a Starbucks barista who just believes in segregation? That's worth talking about. But that that's but then that's the person that's going to end up getting fired by Starbucks because I someone's going to so. say, "Oh, I you know." Now you're leaping ahead, but I have no problem with people who believe in segregation. Talking about segregation. I think the worst thing they could do when they get an idea like that is to not discuss it. I don't think you're going to change people's minds unless you have a chance to to discuss things. And that doesn't mean shout each other down. Yeah, I, I just think that uh, an opinion's going to come up in a Starbucks that Starbucks doesn't support. And that employee's going to pay the price for it. But uh, you're, you're, Even though they're saying, let's do this. Right, but you're bringing up a case that hasn't happened, rather than the fact of, hey, this is what they're saying. Because we would easily be able to say, but look, you can't fire her, she has the thing. But you are never, like, anyone who's against your big thing, gay marriage, right? Mm-hmm. You don't change their mind by not discussing things with them, or forcing them to be silent. I think it's fantastic when people say stuff that's outside the norm. Like, I have my thing. I think the cats should be able to vote. But I can't really express that anywhere. But I'd love to get it out there. And if I had the cat vote, I think I could change some shit in this country. Like, I think there'd be more yarn, for instance. At least string. There'll be plenty of time, though, if the, if this works, because it takes so long to get a coffee there. They may be able to work out the whole race problem. 
You think it takes long to make those things at Starbucks? Yeah, I mean, I don't go there very often, but I think, yeah, it takes, I think it takes a while. I don't, I think it's pretty fucking amazing. If anything, people hang around Starbucks a lot longer. But when I see how many drinks that those people do, Stalker Patty works there. And they're down to a clock. You know, I don't know whether you've ever made coffee at home, but it doesn't happen in two seconds. Like, if you want a straight coffee, you can just have it. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that they have so many fucking crazy specialty drinks that takes a while. Big Cat got the stick today and rocking it out. Um, Judd uh, Apatow says he uh, said at South, uh, South by Southwest that um, he said uh, that Bill Cosby is not in jail. Well, that's true. I got to agree with him. Bill Cosby is not in jail. And that makes Judd Apatow sad. Yeah, he's brought that up a few times. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that he also said he he would never do a documentary about this. Well, he's not a documentary filmmaker. Just because you are, you know, good at comedies and stuff... It doesn't mean that you're good at every genre. I've seen some directors make documentary films and that have been lousy. And I've seen some regular people make them that are pretty fucking terrific. Anyone find out why we why those people got shot up at that museum? A lot of shootings out there today. Yeah, just all over the globe. That was all I had. Well, you got a lot, buddy. What about you, Fez? Are you sad that uh, Bill Cosby's not in jail? I would like to at least see this thing go to some sort of trial. Based on what? Where something happened to these women, I would like to see them... Since they're all united, I would like to see them get some sort of justice for so what happened to them. So I, and at least, and I think... But see, that, there's a prejudice to what you're saying. You you don't believe that, you know, this is everybody uh, lined up on him like that. But I would think that in a trial, there would be witnesses for both sides. We would get to the bottom of a lot more of these cases. But I'm saying as now, we presume them to be innocent, right? That's yeah. That's that's the the what they do in America. What they do in America. But do you think that he's being seen that way? Oh, absolutely not. And I don't see him that way. Boy, a lot of people are interested about that meeting yesterday. Um, here's B in Florida. Hey. Yeah. So guys. Good. Uh, I was. We were talking about Starbucks. Uh, there's one near my, my place of business. I went in there one morning, and there was a knitting circle in the front of the store of about eight people. I came back two and a half hours, and those fuckers were still there. What's up with that? What's up with that? You know? I mean, why, why are the knitters going to knit? Uh, bringing my knitting kid. Okay. I don't want to take away from your stick time, Fez, and get you set up for your next thing that you want to break into. Uh, but I want to just make sure I get this. You presume Bill Cosby to be guilty, right? Yes. 
See, I don't think... Um, I don't think that we need to behave that way. I think legally, if there's something to do, they should go after it. But I get very nervous about this mob rules thing. And I'm saying that as a guy who wants to break in and hang Robert Durst with the other mob. And I want to do that not because I think he's guilty, not even for revenge. It just looks like it would be easy to do for me. Have you ever been in a knitting circle, Kay? Yeah, I have. Um, the library, n- not my town, but the town over from me, they do it once a month. And th- they have everyone from beginners to people that are advanced. And you could learn um, new stitches, or if you're just new, it's a, and it's all free, too. So you would go to a Starbucks if there was a knitting day? Yeah, sure, yeah. definitely. So when a guy says, what's up with that, you're telling him what's up with that. Yeah. I, you actually learn new. But does it feel good to knit next to other people who knit? Yeah, because they know ex- pretty much what you're doing. And yeah. you can learn new stitches, definitely. Um, and I think it's I, it's a great opportunity. Too. What's the fastest thing that you can make? Fastest thing? I'm yeah. going to say basically a scarf, a basic scarf garter stitch which is the basic stitch you learn how long how many hours would that take mm, it definitely depends on like the width but let's say like a basic one that has maybe like 20 stitches because that's usually like the go-to that might take about if you're if you're just learning it's going to take more than like five hours but a, a good person probably can get it done in maybe like three to five hours would you want to do a thing where you knit during the show we kind of we we put it up on the web it's you knitting at the beginning of the show and what you'll have done by the end. Yeah, we could try that. That could get you back into a passing grade. Is that, it right yeah, because I am. You and fa- V are both <laughs> failing. Yeah, sadly. But if I can only pass one of you, should mm-hmm. I pass you or V? I, I, I guess it's going to be the test of this knitting. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it comes down to knitting. Mm-hmm. Did you see she's got a bolt through her nose now? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, she that. came in with it yesterday because wow. she said she was all drunk stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. She Good gets a little uh, urban on us, a little more urban than we expected. Um, okay, how do you think Fez is doing today? He's got the stick. Yeah, I think he's been doing well. I think it's been it a sounds good day great. for Fez. Yeah. I think you're working your way through it, Fez. And look, I'm getting the the things back and forth. Oh, you'll love this news. Mikey D went to the Eddie Trunk thing. Um, the, the taping stumped the trunk want a signed guitar Ugh. <laughs> cannot stand Mikey D you never mentioned that before do 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 so go ahead big cat you got it you're right up to two o'clock I don't have anything you got stuff. Just go with something. You got all these stories. Just grab I one think of I them. I used them all. We'll go back to one that you did before. Uh, Mike, Mike in Canada. Hey, I got a question for Fez. Yeah. Fez, what's uh, more important at a rock and roll Hall of Fame show, a live read or a Lou read? Interesting question. Well, I'm going to be on uh, Sirius XM Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Radio on Channel 310. So this part of it is a live read. So I'm saying live read. Yeah. Uh, Here's one, Fez. Um, 
Ashley Judd is going to file charges against people who send mean tweets to her, Twitter trolls, if you will, saying it's sexual harassment. So what happens to her? She's a big Gunducky basketball fan. And she's like, go Gunducky. Go Gunducky. Beat the other teams. You're Gunducky. Gunducky, Gunducky, Gunducky. And then people will write to her, you sleep with the team. You have sex with the team. Why don't you spit out, we'll say the four words, jizz, or aren't you tired of all the, and let's say they'll say the center's name's jizz and your asshole. And she's saying that that becomes sexual harassment. Um, like, here's some of the things that people have tweeted to her. Um, what the hell do you even do, you stuck-up cunt? What are you famous for again? And then people write, go suck on Sal's two-inch dick, you bitch whore. So she's going to take that and say this is sexual harassment, that people are actually harassing her sex. Now, I'm going to go to you, MK, because you're a sensitive guy, right? Yeah. Is this sexual harassment, or is it kind of freedom of speech Twitter fun? I think it's definitely freedom of speech. I don't like it. I think that's yeah. really inappropriate, and I don't get why they're doing it. But That's what you should tweet back. <laughs> clearly. And I, I don't understand. They shouldn't be doing it. But you First can, of all, you can. I don't think Cal has a two-inch dick, at <laughs> least not when it's hard. He may be a grower and not a shower. Um, Fez, I'm sure you go in the opposite direction. Yeah, I think it's absolutely harassment. It's sexual harassment. And I hope she wins her case. Well, you join in. Some of the stuff that people say about you. Yeah, this would set a great legal precedent. Yeah. And you're a big fan of Gendagi. Let's go, Gendagi. Um... You know, if we really think back to the the original sexual harassment, and tell me if I'm wrong about this, it used to be if you were harassed at work. Like, uh, who do you report to, Fess? Uh, Don Wiki Wicklund. All right, so what if Don Wiki Wicklund would say to you, hey, sugar balls, why don't you come over here and give me some of that sweetness? You know? Or like, he said stuff like, I bet you could uh, park a tank in that asshole of yours, huh? Because it's so fucking big from taking so many dicks. All right. So the reason that, that that's a problem is you have to listen to him if he starts grabbing around your nipples or whatever because you report to him. But just somebody saying it to you on Twitter, why don't you immediately block? Can't you block on Twitter? You can block, but people are people that haven't blocked you can still get in and harass you. Well, then, then if, if harassment them. was not allowed. But how is this? All right. You, earlier in the show today, you said, hey, if you don't want to see that guy naked, don't look at his house, right? Yeah. How about this? If you don't want to see these tweets, block them. And then everybody's done. Then you don't have to worry about it. But you do have to see them to block them, to know who you're blocking. They're still getting through until but, they're blocked. Yeah. And then when they're blocked, it's over. So you have a defense there. What do you think of that one, MK? I agree, though. If, if you're blocking them on Twitter, you're not going to see... Why don't you do this? Why don't you net yourself a fucking blindfold, wrap <laughs> it around your fucking eyes, then you don't have to do anything. Yeah, what color? 
You know, let me tell you something. You were my favorite of all the interns until Anthony's brother died. Oh. And then that made him just perfect in my eyes. You know what I mean? That made him the story of the year, the story of the winner, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm failing now. You're not just failing. You flunked. You're done. (laughs) I mean, you're going to have to do a 12-yard fucking scarf for me to start in life you again. (laughs) Anybody in your family not feeling well? It might help uh, out a little bit. <laughs> it might give you the points that you need with me. But you see what I'm saying, Fez, to you? Like you, I am sure a lot of people say shit about me, but I don't even fucking know it. You know what I'm saying? You know why I don't know? It's none of my business. I don't give a shit what they're saying. Yeah, but she's going on her Twitter account, and uh, it looks block, like she's getting... Block. She's probably getting as much as anybody who's on Twitter. There's probably not that much a difference. And I would love to see one of these people that's saying these things to her have to show up in a court of law and say it out loud and face that humiliation. Well, isn't that what they used to say in Russia when we drag you in here and force you against it? Because, again, it's not really fucking, you know, fair. The United States of America versus some guy tweeting shit. It's not a fair fight. (laughs) Um, all right, let me ask you if this sounds like harassment. Uh, F.J. Watley, the J stands for Jagoff. Harassment. Sexual harassment? Yes. How about this? I'm Fez Watley, and that's my cock. Sexual harassment. See, I said that one to you. It was a trick question. Um, do we need to break, or can we break after our guest gets here? You want to break first? All right, we're going to break first. But we can come back and pick this up and other stuff. Is our guest in the in the house? Uh, Dan J. Soder is going to be here. His new show, The Soder Shop, will be at the Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia this Thursday through Sunday. Go to Helium comedy.com he'll also be playing Caroline's Comedy Club in New York City Wednesday April 15th at Dan Soder at Dan Soder we'll be right back it's the Ron and Fez show Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Raw Dog Comedy Hits Channel 99 there are good comedians and there are great comedians by winning the 2015 Laugh Fest Seriously Funny Comedian Award, Dan Soder enters the pantheon of legendary comics that most people would dream of joining. Congratulations on the win, Dan. A victory not just for you, but for all of America. I believe I can Soder is here. Woo! Bringing in gold, baby. You know, you bring the gold back to me, and that's all I want. All I do is bring it to the staple. You're my J.J. Dillon. Well, I'd like to think of myself as your fox catcher. Okay. What you, <laughs> You're going to murder me? You're going to murder my brother? What do you hope to do in the comedy world, Dan? What do you hope to achieve? <laughs> uh, but no, that, you know, so many great people have won that. Over the years. I've been training for that competition for 11 years. Uh, so for it to pay off, especially the year after they stopped giving out prize money, 
was the best part. By the way, Fezzi, now the idea for that came up when? Uh, this morning. The idea for that came up this oh, morning. No, day, uh, uh, yesterday. I just saw somebody try to take credit for it and say, that's my baby. Really? Ran over, ran over to Dan and said, that's mine. Ooh. Which I've never seen anyone ever do it before. But I have I never that was, yeah. seen that I thought it was happen. interesting, yeah, that it happened in front of me. Um, yeah, you got undercut. Yeah, it's all right. It's all part of the game. You know what? <laughs> all I wow. Care, all I care about is the puck gets in the goal. I don't care who gets fucking... <laughs> you, just, you just want the hardware, right? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care who gets credit for it. Dan Soder, uh, you know, while you're wearing your Arizona shirt right there, yeah. shooting going on in Mesa oh, as well, we speak. That's far enough away from Tucson. Then. Okay. All right. So there's never been any trouble in Tucson. Never. They're not fa- famous for it. No. Um I haven't been able to uh, reach Shreka, so I hope that she's alive. I've called her three times. Where, there's where, a shooting out there. Where was it? Just at a, like a... In Mesa, where she was heading this afternoon. She was going there to, well, like everybody else in that part of the world, get some crystal meth. <laughs> um, but it's actually... But there's shootings in... What's the other place, Fez, that's shooting up the world today? Tunisia. And I don't even know where that is. It sounds like a that sounds like a town in Florida. No, it's a country. Okay, <laughs> you've been on the road a lot. Yeah, dude. Th- did they have a club there? Yeah, did they have a club yeah. in Tunisia. <laughs> yeah, but they want you to co-headline, oh. and they said if you do well, they're bringing you back. Do they have a competition? <laughs> I'm more concerned with going uh, through all competitions. It is the best way to look at your friends and defeat them and hold a trophy up in front of their faces. Did you get something? Did they give you a little, little we didn't bank even, for that? We didn't even know it was going to be a competition. Yeah. They're like, hey, do you want to come out and do the Laugh Fest, Gilda's Laugh Fest? And I was like, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. And they're like, cool, you're going to do this showcase. And we're like, oh, great. And then we saw these, the first night of shows, we saw these little pieces of paper on the table with all of our names and circles. Oh. And we're like, didn't this used to be a competition? And we're all the comics were kind of confused. <laughs> we're like, this used to be a competition. Why are there ballots? Because there's no prize money. Everyone got paid the same. Right. And then... The last show on Saturday night, we all left and went to this restaurant and got dinner. And we and there was like eight of us, and we all ordered dinner. And then uh, Shang Wang, a hilarious comic, walks in on the phone, and he goes, Guys, we have to go back. And we're like, we just ordered. And he's like, yeah, we got to go back, because they're going to name the winner. Oh, my God. And I was like, winner for what? Yeah. And he's like, we need to get a picture and, and name a winner. And I was like, oh, my God. So we left the restaurant, go back. Everyone's angry. We're on stage taking these fake smiling pictures. And then they're like, here, Dan, you won. And then now everyone's looking at me like, you fucking like, asshole. He won? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even... <laughs> I'm just happy with a minute ago. Yeah. No, I hate. Exactly. That's exactly. And then now the energy got all weird. Yeah. But I, I I get it because I don't care about winning things, but I, I hate to lose. Yeah. You know I mean, I don't want to be a loser. Here's the thing. I think I would have been more comfortable losing than winning that thing. Because I would have been like, ah, hey, it's fun. We're still hanging out. But now who, everyone's like, Who had the biggest problem? I'm going to I'm just guess. DeRosa? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what that was... But, you should have just been like, you should have said that as a statement. You should yeah. have been like, oh, so Joe DeRosa <laughs> had the biggest problem. Did, did you see him on the Better Call Saul? No, I didn't. I haven't watched that show yet. First of all, the show's amazing. That's what I love it. But for me, is it weird for you when you see someone you know in a show that you're already invested in? Yeah, he did that to me when he was on Louie. Yeah. When I watched Louie and Joe was on that episode, I was like, oh, all right. Oh. Eh. 
Yeah, Big J was in the pilot. Big J. Um, he always plays someone scary, which yeah. is hilarious. Big J is constantly like, hey, hey, yo. I got a shit. <laughs> hey, get out of there. I got a shit. And you're like, Jay is the most polite I know. person. He's always like, is everybody okay? I didn't hurt Fez's feelings today. Every yeah. time he leaves here, he's always like, Fez is okay with me, right? Because I really like him. That's what I heard. I heard you have a problem with the Legion of Skanks. Isn't that funny? They're skanks, all right. They made made (laughs) him cry. They they, made you cry? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this game, I think... They called me an old queen. Um, and they were wrong how. How, yeah, I was gonna say, what about, would you accept salt and pepper queen? Now, the thing that they said was, I believe that it was unfuckable, but they basically said (laughs) that he waited too long before he came out. Hence, there's no fucking. Now, when, you know, I'm sure to some younger guys, they look at you and they go, oh, that person doesn't fuck anymore. In the same way that you would look at someone, let's say, 10 years older than you, somebody in their 90s, and say that person doesn't fuck anymore. That's all that happened. It was youth talking. Yeah, ignorance of youth. And then they all said, but we love Fez and hope he doesn't take this the wrong way. But the thing is, the only person to check in was Luis J. Gomez after the fact. Big J, we even called and he's like, I don't have time to talk right now. Whoa. I haven't heard anything from I gotta go take so a fast. big shit. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta go squeeze this out and then I might think of an apology. So in order, with the gold medal being the most hatred, mm-hmm. who? how do you rank the Legion of Skanks, Big J. Okerson, Louis J. Gomez, Dave Smith? Dave. So start with third place. Who's the bronze? Yeah. Yeah. The bronze goes to Louis J. Gomez. That's the yeah. least hate. He's got the least amount of hate. And your beef with him is... Um, he didn't say nearly as much, if anything, as the other guys, but he also didn't step in to stop it. Okay. It's, it's like that Seinfeld thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's the Good Samaritan law. Yeah. All right. So he's got the bronze. Yeah. The silver is Big J Okerson. Big J going silver. Yeah. And, and then what, the, was the, what was the beef there? Um, just the, he was the one who was like, oh, come on. I love Fez. Here's another joke I'll pile on the on the fire. Well, what was the joke that hurt you? Um, I'm not even sure at this point. I, I was know there just was so like, ma- there was just so many. It was just rapid fire. But that's the uh, thing about Jay. Once you get him in joke mode, he's like a Gatling gun. And then you know, and then Dave Smith was just pure cruel for cruelty's sake. I think. Um, I think Jay said, "Let's face it, Fez really wants to fuck Ron." I think that oh. was the thing, but. Fez will not even bring that up. Yeah. But people are even writing in now, look how much more comfortable Fez is because Dan Soder's here. Now, how come that is, Fez? Um, because I trust Dan Soder over those other guys. No, not but the other guys than you were <laughs> 15 minutes ago or half an hour ago. Oh, I guess if I was yelling about the skanks... I would have known. I don't think that's it. No? I think he likes third mic. I think if we're looking at each other, he feels comfortable to jump in. Yeah. But when we turn and look that way, particularly if we get off of a 
you know, Fez, what are you wearing or what did you eat today? You know what I mean? Like yeah. something that doesn't have an easy answer. He's kind of like Prince. He wants okay. to play guitar behind the stack of right. amps as opposed to right. You're like Maynard from Tool. You like okay. to be in the back yeah. while the drum kit's in the front and right. all that organization. Well, kind of crush back there, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, oh, Waylon. Fucking, yeah. But then you, yeah. you have to listen for it. Right. But then if someone turns around and I'm like, what that dude's doing? No, then he doesn't like it at all. Okay. Um, well, the Legion of Skanks... You got to understand. Together, separate, they're all great. Together, they are. Uh, they're you know awful. Well, you could say that. I like to think of them like um, whenever there's an action movie, and you you see the hero for the first time use their physical force on like a group of thugs. Mm-hmm. That's what the Legion of Skanks is. They're yeah. like they're like the the heroes walking home, and they keep bothering them. Like, hey, mister, where are you right. going? And he's like, I don't have a problem with you. And then one of them punches him, and he kicks the shit out of all of them. And they're all laying on the ground. Yeah, that's who they are. With, like, Jay as their leader. Do you think he's the leader, Fez? you think he's their leader of evil? <laughs> no, I think he follows Dave Smith wherever you Dave think, Smith goes. You think Dave Smith... I, see, Dave I think, Smith's the guy behind the guy. No. Yeah. Okay. I, I think of Dave Smith as like the Goebbels of... Uh, I think he's more That's like... That's the thinker, though. Yeah, That's you're right. I didn't thinker. even think of that. He's, the ideas. Yeah. he's oh. not going to use the muscle of the other guys, but he's going to put it there for him. Okay. How Dave are you going to get Smith. back at those guys, Fez? I don't know at this point. Would you accept, what if they came out and apologized for Too what late? they said? Don't you think it's a little late for that? No. I expect it. I mean, that's why you do forgive Luis J. Gomez, your favorite. Yeah, I mean, he called like the very next day. Stand-up guy, straight guy, would you say he's a real-ass dude? <laughs> yes, I would. I'll tell you, he's got venom, but that rattlesnake, he, uh, he'll admit his faults. He will. He's the type of rattlesnake to say, hey. <laughs> Sorry, I, got, I bit you. <laughs> I got carried away there, you know? Was I, I rattling at you? I apologize. That's me. I've been under a lot of stress lately. Guys, I just want to say, like, I've been thinking a lot, and I'm sorry. Yeah, he uh, he always, whenever he does something animalistic, he immediately apologizes. Yeah, it's great about him. Yeah. It's like when someone comes out of being a werewolf. Then they feel bad, like, I don't know, it was the fucking moon. Yeah. You know? But I want right. I want to I make peace between you and the Legion of Skanks. You don't think it'll happen? Don't waste your time. You know who he didn't, <laughs> buy, he didn't blame at all it was Anthony, and Anthony actually used the other F word. I know Anthony. I'm friends with Anthony. Anthony, I adore. Anthony loves me. And I this just... This is like it, the it's weirdest all, fucking toasted history. <laughs> it's, it's all about intent. And you think their intent was to hurt you. And Anthony's yeah. was to spread love. Anthony, Anthony is just having fun with it. Those guys actually thought, let me try to impress Anthony um, by attacking Fez. It's a totally different mindset. So you think this was a show-off move? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, my beef with the skanks is the people that they invite around them who should only be seen through fog. Have you ever, have you ever seen that creepy audience that shows up? Uh, they do have shades of carny, don't they? Yeah, I mean, they're not really laughing or anything. They're just... That's because they're stoned. Have you ever yeah, been in that room? It's as high as hell. I smoke pot, and I'm like, this yeah. is a lot. You know, so many times I've wanted to be on that show, I can never get invited on. What? Yeah, I can't get in. 
That's insane. Time and time again. And what do they just know? They just like blow it off like a, or like it wouldn't be your kind of thing. The fucking balls. Yeah, it is. And Jay said that to you. Jay is like always laughing it off. Him and Christine together. I'm like, seriously, I really want to do the show. And they're like, yeah, okay, Ron. We got to like, go. Yeah. The elevator's sure shutting. Do. And I'm like, what? Where does that come from? Oh, my God. I didn't. I mean, I think there needs to be some sort of peace summit between Ron and Fez and the Legion of Skanks. Uh, you know what? It is what it is. I'm you corporate know Dan. I mean? I'm yeah. trying to politic this. Well, uh, listen, I'm just out there winning championships on the road. Okay? You are. You. I can't be strapped. <laughs> now you did Opie. What days? You were in earlier this week. Right? Monday and Tuesday. Uh, today, the day that you're not in, they have like th- filling in for you. Kevin Hart. So, <laughs> I don't know what that says. Are you trying to get me to cut a heel promo on no, Kevin Hart? I'm, I'm just saying. You got the box office. <laughs> I got the comedy competitions, Kevin Hart. Six foot three, 225 pounds. Woo! I'm winning all the cancer benefit national competitions. Uh, yeah, he would. That's a. They had a huge day today. Was like, yeah, they had a gigantic day, but they got to go. Opie's got to bring in everything the day that you don't do the <laughs> yeah, show. Bullshit. It's starting to become very apparent to me. Not at all. Yeah, not at all. They had Sherrod in there. I know it's amazing. Yeah, they had a great. Have, I saw the know, picture today. I was that like, might Jesus. have been bait. You know, to get you Kevin. So? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, hey, hey, we're different now. <laughs> Watch that stuff in the press. <laughs> yeah, we got Sherrod here. Sherrod, say we're cool. <laughs> Tell them we're cool. Um, you're going to Philly at Helium. Yeah. Uh, one of the best clubs out there now, I, Helium. Everybody loves that place. I can't tell you how excited I am to do this club this week. Then you're doing Caroline's. Yeah, Caroline's on tax day, April 15th. Oh, sweet. So, yes, it's, uh, you know, come get, have some drinks. Come to Caroline's on April 15th. Now, apparently this person's name is Yes. Yes. It's uh, Russ. Russ, who my crack team puts down his yes. <laughs> hey, cousin buddies. Hey. Hey, Ron, uh, Fez, I wanted to thank you guys, thank your listeners. I called in uh, about a month and a half ago. I opened the float tank business oh, yeah. in Philadelphia, uh, Flotation Philly. We have been super busy. A lot of Ron and Fez listeners have come in, and a huge thanks to you guys and all your listeners for coming in and supporting me. Um I wanted to invite Dan Soder to come and float when he's down here in Philly. Is that uh, that a I, sensory deprivation yeah. thing? Absolutely, yeah. dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. If you have, you know, what else are you going to do in Philly besides go to the Rocky Steps and eat a cheesesteak? Like, come and float. And Can out. you take a hoagie into the float tank with you? Awesome. Cash you want a little snack? A cheese, a cheesesteak float. <laughs> Yeah, one hundred percent, Dan. Oh, dude, that'd be awesome! Absolutely, I'd love to come do now, that on Sunday. Is he naked or is he wearing pants? What's he wearing? Do I have to bring a bathing suit? No, I'm naked. Buck naked? naked. Yeah. Yep. Oh, dude. We, All we right. Supply everything for you: towels, shower, um, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, everything for you. Come as you are, leave as you are. Can we? Uh, uh, can I bring my feature, Gary Veter, with me too? Yeah. You guys have to share a tank. <laughs> <laughs> He's tiny, so that'll be easy. That doesn't seem no, good, does we it, have, sharing a tank? We have two tanks here, so you guys can share if you want, but he can have his own if, uh, you know, if you get a little too boxed out. Dude, that would be badass. I've always wanted to do that. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm actually coming out to see you uh, the Friday night show, the 10 p.m. show. Awesome. Stick around after. I'll say what's up, and then I would love to come uh, float in a tank. One thing about you is you're always willing to go off with your fans, no matter where. I've heard that from you before. It's like, yeah, I went to see Dan and ended up spending two days with him. Guy, uh, guy moved in. I, uh, I think he got a handy for my cousin on the couch. Uh, not a good guest. Yeah, that's always that weird thing. Sometimes where they're like, because a lot of people know I smoke pot. Yeah. But then I don't think a lot of people realize how socially awkward comedians are. Like, once we're done with our show, we're like, yeah, we were just on stage for an hour. Now I kind of want to, yeah. like, but I say hello, but people are always like, you want to go get high? And you're like, yes, but I want to do it alone. Right. <laughs> like, I want to get high without you. <laughs> yeah. I want to get high. Just not. Yeah. Sometimes I'll go and, like, smoke a joint in the parking lot with, like, somebody. But then I'm high and I'm like, I don't know you that well. Yeah. What if I start talking to you about stuff I would talk to my friends about? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, how'd you think that show was? I'm all self conscious. Yeah. You don't want to see your favorite comic be self conscious where I'm just like, hey, what'd you think? Did you like that dog <laughs> show bit? I was really. I don't know if it works. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there could be a stronger punch at the end. Did it seem too close to Seinfeld? I mean, be, you know, yeah, we're both talking about dogs, but I go in a whole different direction. I feel like mine's dirtier. Am I too yeah. dirty? Do I say the f word too much? This yeah. is what's going to be going in your head when you're in that flotation tank. Oh, dude, no stuff would be moving around. Darker and deeper than that. Yeah. Now, should he smoke marijuana before he gets in the tank? Will that fuck it up? No, it'll only help. Okay. Oh man, you should yeah. not have said that. Yeah. Gonna, right, then I didn't. I didn't say that. I'm gonna come in looking like I was swimming underwater with my eyes open for two hours. Well, you're gonna trip balls. Yeah. You're gonna trip balls in there. Can you hear shrieks coming from the tank? Yeah, but if it's through your tank, I'll just ignore it. Okay, cool. He'll come out of there like fucking William Hurt. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like Morrison after he sees yeah. the uh, accident in the doors. I'm just going to see an Indian man walking around. My favorite thing of that entire movie is that he puts the girl in the closet and lights it on fire. Yeah. And then splits. I don't know why that scene is far above the rest of the movie. From <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I'm now I'm kind of nervous to get high before this tank. I'll do it. Yeah, you should get really, really high. And I mean, I mean, there's going to be some sh stuff coming out, you know? Yeah, that's what's going to be weird. What kind of, a, you know... You start to remember past lives, and then you're not sure whether you made that up or whether you it happened. Have you done this? Uh, past life? I've done past life work. I actually did a past life thing that was supposed to be a birth reenactment, right? Where, is that where you come through all the pillows? Well, there was a thing like that, but see, here's the deal for me. Because I was, I had the cord wrapped around my neck when I was born, right? So this person that we were doing this thing said that has set up your entire life, you know, whether you know it or not, because I, I was taken from there and then put it in an incubator for a couple of weeks, oh. which I considered like a small radio studio. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why am I spending the rest of my life in a glass booth? What, what shift know? did you get? Were you doing overnights yeah, in the yeah, incubator? Yeah, I mean, when you're a kid like that, you're just doing what you can do. Just to be there was great. Yeah, I just like working the board. So when I did the past life thing, you know, which you're under hypnosis, then she grabbed my windpipe while I was doing it. And so I went through this whole choking experience, made it through that. She took it back further to like you're in the womb. And then I rolled back so far that I started having memories not of this world. Right. What? Yeah. What were the memories? 
the memories were of another life, and there was a beginning, middle, and end. You saw the whole that. life. Yeah, I I experienced it like they were memories, uh, and a couple of things have come up, but uh, I would say. I'm a creative person. Yeah. I could, you know. Yeah, you can make that up. I could go with the bit, you know. So I said (laughs) that to everybody. I go, and they're like, yeah, but there was some real, you know, the personality in this life was not like mine. So you, how was the personality different? Were you more like aggressive, violent? I was very, very shy. Okay. Uh, A stutterer who barely talked at all. Do you know what time frame it was in? Yes, I know the whole exact thing, and I went through, well, not the birth of life, but from being a kid up until something, to being killed, remember being killed, which was not so unlike the same feeling of coming into this world choking. So you do that stuff, but... I mean, I'm not willing to say, like some people, I experienced that. But since then, I went through and read different books that I hadn't read before. And a lot of people who've done, like, therapy sections have had that. There's a book called um, Many Lives, Many Teachers by Brian uh, Weiss, a doctor in Miami, who was doing hypnosis on people. And they popped back into past life stuff. Holy so shit. he started to work on it and he was a guy who, you know, was a scientist, didn't believe in reincarnation or anything, but he started to work from that point on. And also made a lot of money, which yeah. you could consider carny. Yeah. If now, you want to. Did you did you look up like this person? Did you have a name? I don't I did not have a name and it's a great fucking question because I was obviously Because how crazy would that have been if you would have looked it up yeah. and the name Yeah. That would have been crazy. Um, that would have been fucking nuts. Because you, and he, if like if, if they would have died the same way you. Here's here's the funniest thing. Man, this so, is the best commercial, by the way, for this guy's business. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but the weirdest thing of all, I think, was leaving there, just like driving home with my chick. <laughs> wow, that was uh, weird. Uh, I, it was almost like if you were to orgy and blew someone. Yeah. You know, you got all caught up in it. Yeah. Now you're driving home later. Like you like, like, got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was nuts. She just watched you kill a man, yeah. and then you're like, hey, uh, yeah. you hungry at all? Or? Because I've never considered myself religious, let alone new agey. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that's what comes with that whole past life thing is everyone's like, oh, it's bullshit. Right. And then you're like, oh, you're just a charlatan. See, here's here's how I, if I have a, a belief, which is just a... You know, more of a spiritual connection than anything else is that we're all made of the same stuff and we can all tap into every memory that's ever been there exists somewhere. You know what I mean? We share atoms. They move around. Yeah, we're all one. Yeah, we're all one entity. If you got far enough away from the universe, you know, like when you back up from the earth, that just looks like one living thing. Yeah. I'm sure the universe is the same thing. Milky Way is one thing. Right. Yeah, I got into Cosmos on Netflix, which goes with pot pretty well. It's amazingly great for pot. And it's amazingly for being, you know, a guy who's an atheist running that, uh, there's a spirituality to science. There's Absolutely. a sense of awe and gratitude in science. I think that show's great because, especially when you're panicking about tiny, insignificant shit, you watch that show and you're yeah. like, what the fuck am I worrying about? Right. There's nothing. We're all just tiny. We're all just dust particles. And who cares if one dust pa- particle has a new car or not? Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. Exactly. You know, what does matter this moment? 
You know, connecting yeah. matters. To me, connection is the thing that matters. Uh, gratitude, service matters. Those are two things that let you know you're part of something bigger than yourself. And yet, we have to know that since we are separated, there must be something to separation. Like yeah. when these people are like, oh, I just live at one with the universe and I meditate all day. I'm like, this, you're always going to be with the universe. This is your only time to be you. Yeah. You know? Your own opinions. Right. Put yourself out there. I completely agree with that. Uh, yeah. I always think it, that like, um, that individual thought is what separates us. Right. But it doesn't necessarily mean we're, we're so completely different that we can't relate to each other. Yeah. But it is good to have your own space. But the Buddhists seem to forget about the sense of self. They're, they're yeah. so like, let's join in and be one. You're like, yeah, but I am me. Is there a reason for that? <laughs> Do you know, I have to I... join everybody? Yeah. Why don't I be selfish for another 50 years? That's how I feel about naps. I'm always like, I should go out and do stuff. And then yeah. I'm like, or I could just take a 30-minute nap and really enjoy myself. I will say this. I have never slept at night as peacefully as I have in the daytime. Yeah. A nap is the be- I want to sleep while other people are working. That's yes. what I need. How great is that you feel yeah. like a king. Yeah. You're like, you work. You. I'm going to slumber <laughs> yeah. while the sun is up. <laughs> I always call it, because I come out, what I'll do is I'll smoke pot. And like uh, do something, like maybe read something or play video games for like a half hour, and then I'll take a nap, and I call that touching the bottom of the pool <laughs> because I'll fall asleep and it feels like I like go down in this big pool and touch the bottom, and then when I wake up twenty minutes later, I'm like, <laughs> like I'm coming out of water, like brain water. I'm like, oh god, and then I'm so- kind of sober again, and it's just like, it's just like a- I call it second day. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, now I start my second day. Yeah, that's because you always have another breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's another remedy of the pot. I live like a hobbit. I have three breakfasts. Uh, here's Rich, Grand Rapids. Go ahead, Rich. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hi. Hey, I wanted to ask Dan if he was uh, if he performed at the Laugh Fest in Grand Rapids. I did. That's where I won the championship, baby. Took home the belt. I wish I would have known you were going to be there. I, would, I live right in Grand Rapids. I would have went. Hell. Oh, man. It was, uh, it was you fun. You could have voted. You could have voted. Not so much laugh, but you could have voted. Dude, there were sets where I was like, I, every one of us on that showcase had a set where we were like, what the fuck am I doing with? I shouldn't be doing comedy. And then when they're like, you're the champion, you're like, fuck you. And it's like this immediate thing of like, I don't feel like a champion at all. I feel like an asshole. We were all melting down at separate times. I think that's, I may only be true of c- comedians yeah. that they question themselves. Like, I don't think that you could be in the Rolling Stones and still go out and have a show and you, go, I don't know whether. You don't think Keith is like, I could have hit that G better. I know that he thinks he could have done it better. I don't think he goes, I don't know why I do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like comedians do. Yeah, because we're all drama yeah. queens, too. Right. We're like, why? Why didn't that joke work? It's funny. It's the the only thing that I, I could be... The compare it to is a pitcher who gets shelled. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Where you're just, yes. you're like, how the fuck is everything that I'm was doing my heat. leaving the part? I yeah. threw my heat yeah. where it always goes. And then you lose control. <laughs> then you get the yips and nothing comes out. You're throwing a ball fucking over the catcher and you're like, ah, God, I got to go sit down in the dugout. It's just the loneliest 
place in sports. Yeah. You know? Out on that mound, just everyone relying on you. Yeah, the, the coach comes out and everyone else is just standing around like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. There's always that first baseman who's just like half on the mound looking yeah. away like this motherfucker. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't even want to be over here, but everybody else is. You get first baseman like, no, you guys talk to him. I swear to God, if I had a friend at first, I'd be over there talking to him. If there was a runner on, I'd be talking to him. Yeah, it's uh, you get you just get all in your own fucking head. Um, here's Kevin in Boston. Kevin. Hey, Ronnie B. Um. Million bucks. Okay. You uh, you mentioned that you uh, were a stutterer who couldn't talk in a previous life, and I'm wondering if maybe you used to be Fez. Maybe we're in some kind of fucked up Kaiser Sose multiple personality thing with this radio show. Guys, well, I'm you know, if you're going to believe in any of the of the religion, the people who believe this shit, they always think that we choose the people that are in our lives for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just, and you were saying Dave Smith is the power behind Legion of Skanks. Maybe this whole time Fez has been, uh, you know, the power behind this. Maybe he is Kaiser Soze. Oh, I don't even think it comes close. <laughs> I think Fez drives the bus by being Fez. I don't even, I don't even think it's slightly close. Yeah, it's like, it's a skew. People don't realize yeah. the power. The power Fez has always had over me is immense because A, I end up talking about him all the time because people, no one ever meets me and wants to talk about me. They're like, <laughs> only interested in Fez. <laughs> only, I, I'm not even close. Yeah. Like, I told that story today and people are like, oh my God, where's that story been? Because no one's fucking interested <laughs> enough to ask me that. You know what though? You're like a bitter housewife where you're like, <laughs> no one asks how my day is. It's true. <laughs> that's, uh, but that's just it. Fez is getting to do the rock. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's all part That's of it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's it's gigantic. Is it a position I would have loved to have? Yes. <laughs> I would have killed for it. There, and I think I'd kill at it. Yeah. You, you, can, you can be one with the world, but you can also admit your personal yeah. jealousy. Now, Fez, how come you didn't get upset there when Dan did a little bit of a gay voice? Because I don't think Dan was talking about me. Mm, yeah. Ooh. True. Ooh. True. I don't think Dan made it personally like the skanks do. Oh, those skanks. I will say this. I feel like Dan has played on a lot of skanks albums. And I, don't know I play, you I'll tell you this. Yeah. I'm a studio bassist for the skanks. <laughs> I'm in there. I got my own project, but I love jamming on some skanks albums. Sure. And I'll just say this. It's kind of like, uh, you know, Axl Rose. Sure. You can say he's great, but you also got to say he's, he can be an asshole. And I Everybody get the skanks is. when they get going. I understand why Fez is upset. I came here to make peace as the studio yeah. basis. It's a really good point. Do you consider yourself a good person, Fez? No. I don't consider myself a good person. I don't know how many guys I would say are really good people. I know I, women that are good people. I would say I do good things, but I'm not a good person. Right. I would say I'm, I'm very uh, selfish. Yeah. I think that's true of being male. Yeah. I think I'm it's, very like, how's this going to affect? I, it, on some core level... I'm always like, how's this going to affect me? Right. You know? And then, and then you do, you're like, oh, shit, I thought that. Let me do some good. But, and would you agree with that, Fez? Do you think that you do some good things? I do some good things, but no, I wouldn't think enough to say, there's a good guy. What percentage of you do you think is good? Ten. That's it? <laughs> yeah. 
Are you? Did, that's like a mercenary that kills children. I thought he went amazingly high. You I'm think shocked. that's high for Fez? Yes. <laughs> I'm sitting. What would you put him at? Uh, I'm. In tr- I tr- I'm racking my brain to think of a good thing that he's done. <laughs> that wasn't selfish. But why do you, you know women are incredibly less selfish than us? Women are very team oriented. Yeah, I think they, that they would like sports better the way they act. That's a good point. But, it, but you know what? I also think you're overrating how good women are. Really? Yeah. I think there's a section. I was raised by women. I know there, there's a prominent section of them that is real hunks of garbage. But see, here's the thing. The only people you ever hear running them down are dudes who we already have put up are awful people. I think there's women who run other women down. Oh, that that happens. But you know why? We, we say that's just cattiness. But maybe right. that's just them being honest. Um. Because here's the other thing. I I can't believe you ran down the skanks in front of Dan like that without me pointing out to, you know, I, how connected he is. I've, I've, I've made my feelings about them. But you understand, well like, known. if you were running down the um, the Rolling Stones to, like, I don't know, Ian Stewart. I, I was going to say Bobby Keys, God okay, rest his soul. Oh, God. No. But I would say that except for what a life he lived. The best life. Just the greatest life ever. Do some of the stories in Richard's Keith Richards' book about when they're doing Exile on Main Street and he just shows up on a motorcycle with a different <laughs> French woman? And you're like, Bobby Keys is the shit. <laughs> yeah. Coming out of Texas, playing the sax? That's already yeah. weird. And then he's this amazing saxophone player. And then he played on all other, you know, he's playing with the faces and shit like that. He made so many albums legendary because of his saxophone playing. So I would love to consider myself the Bobby Keys of the Skanks. I have a, uh, a uh, you are the Bobby Keys of the Skanks. Uh, So here's the question. Yeah. Big J, Keith or Mick? I say Mick. I've always thought of yeah he is he's a little bit of a rooster and I would he's say I would say Dave Smith is uh, Charlie but, I'd say he's he's very important almost the backbone but you don't really yeah. realize it and Lewis is Keith Richards well here's the thing self destructive everybody, everybody in the band will say that Charlie is the band yeah like I, when you hear those guys talk they'll go no it's just Charlie it's yeah just they say us. that they play to keep up with Charlie yeah so all right and I mean with the evil medals i mean that that makes yeah. sense you know charlie came in here before sitting in your seat talking to me one day it was basically like no i just would rather play jazz <laughs> <laughs> i don't care what they do that's there's something we said about apathy's apathy creating success yeah a lot of successful people i know don't give a shit about the things they've done that yeah. are successful they're like yeah it's stupid it was just like this dumb my thing. uh favorite charlie watts fucking story and if it isn't true, I want it to be. But they're all partying one night, and Charlie's back in the room because he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. So fucking Mick calls the room, calls his room, and is all fucking happy and says, "Hey, we're all partying. We need. My, I need my drummer in here with me." And fucking Charlie gets up, dresses like he does, puts on all his fucking clothes, goes down to the room, opens the door, and punches fucking Mick in the face, and says, "I'm not your drummer." You're my singer. And fucking leaves. Let's now, just say that's true. Because that's say, fucking Let's just believe awesome. it. Yeah. That's awesome. And you know Mick had to be laying on the floor going, that is fucking great. Yeah. And that's the guy that we're, I'm never, fi- I can never yeah. fire him. All right. Yeah, that's, uh, damn. That's always like, like John Paul Jones and Zeppelin, people don't realize he arranged all the music. Sure. But, you know, everyone thinks Plant 
Everyone thinks, you know. Well, I like the bass player who doesn't move to just I'm barely <laughs> doing anything. I always think I would be a bass player. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I've got very bass player energy. But would you be a bopping bass player like I would, Sting? I would be a sway. Okay, I like I that. Be, like moving forward. Yeah. Maybe get into it a little bit. The do the face to face with the guitarist and the, talk to him. The problem is, if I was in the band, sooner or later, I'm like, we gotta have a Czech bass player because I like bands with Czech bass players. <laughs> okay, you know, well, that's like a sexy, fun thing. It is sexy, but she doesn't know she's sexy. Yeah, but she is sexy. She's like one of the guys, but yeah. also sexy. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I always imagine it's like a busty black chick. Wow. Yeah. I never thought I'd be in a band with a black person. Yeah, there you go. I guess I'm in the Almond Brothers. <laughs> Got a good rhythm section, though. So I was wanting to just plug away at all the stuff Dan has to do. Dan, just be really fucking, you know, put it over. Dan Soder at Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia. That's this Thursday, tomorrow through Sunday. HeliumComedy.com for tickets and more information. Then, back in New York City at Caroline's on Broadway. That's Wednesday, April 15th, Tax Day. Caroline's.com for tickets and more information. At Dan Soder on Twitter. Damn, you're that was gonna, awesome. You're not going to wrap the Bobby Keys rap into there at all? But the Bobby Keys Legion of Skanks? The, oh, I feel like I'm promoting the Legion of Skanks when I do that. Well, that's fair. This can't go on forever, Fez. We either have to have a bridge. We're either going to have to become friends with him or kill him. We can't, oh, we this can't, is... Yeah, we can't leave it like that. ISIS law. Yeah. <laughs> you either pay your tax or you that's die. That's it. See, now Maybe. I'm looking back at him. He gets quiet. If I look at you, he's going to feel confident. We'll just stay right here. Yeah, and I'll be just like, Fez, you got to do something about yeah. this. You I know? feel like there can be a summit. I'd love to do a summit. Where you guys could have the skanks. I mean, let's admit this is the bigger platform. I'd still rather. I would just want to be on their show one day. And I think, here's what you do. I, I think you take guy. a diplomatic mission to the Legion of Skanks. I'm going to organize this All as right. their studio bass player. You take a diplomatic mission to the Legion of Skanks and work this out. And if it's possible, if you see some room for improvement... <laughs> Fez, they, would you be willing to go over and do their show with me? Oh, no. I don't want any <laughs> part of it. Just no. promise that you will, so we can fucking squash this. Do this for me, not so much for you. They don't want to squash could it, you, or they... Could you do this for me? I would do it for you. All right, that's on. Now, what I'm going to do, we'll figure out what time it is. I'm going to meet you over there in Long Island City. And by saying that is... I'm not going. So you're going to arrive there to a place that you don't want to be with people that you don't trust, and I won't be showing up. I'll just be watching on YouTube. <laughs> like Sliver. You're going to yeah. be in some room with a bunch of TVs. I swear. A lot of times I watch them on YouTube, and I'll be like, what are you guys? Yeah. Stop looking at each other's assholes. <laughs> One day you're going to want a sitcom job, yeah. and this is what's going to be out there. Yeah, they're like, hey, let's spread our assholes open and see what we can get in there. Yeah. I think this this summer could happen. All right, Big J, why are you texting me, and uh, instead of calling? So he said, Dave is the one who says Fez wants to fuck Ron, and and Jay said that's going to make Fez hate you. Well, you're half right. I mean, he got the gold. Dave's got the gold for hate. Yeah. yeah. So something he did something. But why? I, why would he text instead of calling? Because that's Jay. That's Jay for you. That's if you want to know who uh -huh. Big Jay, Jay is off yeah. the air. That's Jay that's in a nutshell. Jay. 
going, I, they probably wouldn't want me to call. Yeah. You I'll know, just text. He's got a hot girl who's a former fat chick confidence. Yeah. Like he's like a smoking hot woman now. That's who true. Who was chubby when it he was really a teenager. And he's like, but I'm still that fat girl. And yeah. It's like, no, you're not. You've got a huge rack and everyone wants to fuck you. See, I have this strange thing with Jay where I just unconditionally love him. I just impo- look at him. It's impossible not to. I adore him. And if I hear anything about Philadelphia, I'm like, oh, I better tell Jay that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, you know who would love this Philadelphia information? My yeah. big cuddly bear, Jay. You believe they fucking traded him? Yeah, that's... This blows. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. But I get that because also you guys are connected through Philly. Yeah. You guys are both sports fans. Right. He's like a diehard Birds fan. So are you. Yeah. And that all connects. And and sometimes that's like when you have multiple conduits bringing you together. Yeah. But then I also, like you said, I see, you know, I see the pain behind the joy. Yeah. And that, and that it actually hurts me. Yeah. I just want to fucking embrace him. There's times I, have, I get so frustrated by it, I yell it while we're on the phone. I'm like, dude, I'm just going to say this, right. but you're fucking amazing. I know. And then I'll say to him, I go, look, if you need someone to give you the dad talks that you didn't get when you were younger, oh. I'll be here. Because he used to do it with Patrice. Yeah. You know? you We need that. Like, I got Bobby Kelly. That's who, like, I, I call that the older brother talk. Yeah. They're like, dude, listen, all right? You're fucking doing okay. Fucking, you got your girl. Yeah. Everything's fucking good. And you're like, all right, yeah, thanks, Bobby. Yeah. Because, you know, most of us, most comics don't have, it's all dad issues. But, you know, you're willing to say what they're not. So when they like each other, they'll say awful things. But you're willing to put it out there. What, that, that I like people? That you care about Bobby and it means a lot that he's going to be there for you. Oh, absolutely. You know? There's a, uh, you know, and then that also makes trashing him fun, too. Um, here's uh, Bob from Illinois. Bob. Yeah, I've got the solution now, Fed. We'll get one of the leads of this cake, guys, to blow you, and that make up for it. <laughs> that offer's been on the table for a while. I mean, think about right, it. Now, so just is this just Bob's got them. a good point. Now, is this hatred for Dave... Possibly a little sexual attraction because Dave's a good-looking dude. Not after all the uh, anti-gay rants. Yeah, but then they that, went on. What that kind of rant uh, against me. Those guys are looking at each other's assholes. They lick each other's nuts. Yeah, seems like they're pretty progressive. <laughs> <laughs> More than most gay people. Yeah. yeah, these guys are pretty out there with their experiments. I think maybe this might have a slight. Sexual attraction feel to it. Yeah, I'm just saying. I know sometimes when I see a like, there's hot girls I follow on Instagram yeah. that infuriate me with how dumb they are. But it also makes my boner that much more firm. You know who uh, got to me is the girl that was on Sports Illustrated that I thought was so beautiful this year. It's uh, oh, the girl with the, she's holding her panties yeah, down, the pubis girl. Yeah, and I'm like, man, she's unbelievable. And then they showed a video of her like. I like licorice. <laughs> I just sit there and I get money for almost showing my pussy. I uh, I felt that way about the ring card girl Ariane Celeste from the UFC. Yeah. I followed her 
on Instagram, and it just became too much. It was angering me. But I was also still very... But you, you, you want them to be like silent film girls, you know what I mean? You, you have this <laughs> special place for them. You want just texts instead of their actual I, talking? Let's do this, Fez. If the Legion of Skanks were like the monkeys, mm-hmm. who's the cute one? Who's the funny one? Who's the shy one? Who's the smart one? Ooh. Uh, let's see. There's three of them, so we can eliminate a smart one. So, that's just, that's but, just mean. That's just being. That's also. That's just good joke writing. Yeah, it right is. There. It's good, and it's also true. Yeah. I mean, they would even agree. They're not taking tests. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, those, no one wants to take. Without a test. comedy, those guys are all working at an auto zone. No and offense, to auto with, zone. Even with comedy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they still just one or two of them could probably better their lives with a job at auto zone. All right. So go ahead. Who's the cute one? Let's. That's all we want to know. Who's yeah. the cute one? And be honest. Is that Davy? Not not based on your anger. But right. Stand back and be a real fucking. Remove person. yourself from the anger. Yeah. The cute one is going to be Louis J. Gomez. Really? Wow. In shape, Louis or out of shape, Louis? In shape, Louis. Okay. Okay. Well, he's kind of hunky, as opposed to out of shape, Louis, which is kind of cute. I think Louis looks closer to a rapist than yeah. anything. I mean, I think that's being pretty nice. Yeah. I would say biker gang leader. Yeah. But almost like the Warriors type, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's got to have a theme to it. All right. So, Lewis is the cute one for you. Yeah. What do we have left? We have the funny one. <laughs> oh, boy. I may have to go back to smart. Okay. Who's the smart one, then? Dave does uh, a lot of reading. I think he's... I think if you're not going to give Dave the the cute one, then he has to be either be the smart one or the quiet, shy poet. <laughs> yeah, he's Dave Smith is the shy one. But that's the George Harrison, you know. That's a nice uh-huh. role that we found out more chicks dug George Harrison than anyone realized. Yeah, and got him. And then Jay is the funny one. Yeah, that goes without saying. Yeah, I mean that, that was fucking guy kills me. That could we could have started it with that. Yeah, and been accurate. All right. I, th- I think the summit's going to happen. I think the piece is going to be made. Call me foolish. I think it's going to happen. I think it's already happened in its own way. You know what I mean? Yeah, the talks it's have so, been happening. It, yeah, they're happening. Dialogue is where we just needed to reach. That's why yeah. I was here. I wasn't even here, really, to plug Philly. I mean, I am at Helium tomorrow through Sunday, but That's also... Be unbelievable, too. Now that you're going in, we're wearing the belt, the Grand Rapids belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like winning the Vern Gagne, like AWA. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to a different territory with my belt. Uh, all right, speaking of which, this story is up. I think it's up on the Interbank today. See if this is fair or not. These guys, they got all dressed up for their WWE night, and they dressed like the classic wrestlers. And then the so there they are. They're all. Oh, that's a fucking great macho. Well, guess what? WWE forced them to change out of their clothes and put on free T-shirts of the new guys. What? They said they were distracting to the show. They were yeah. They were front row at this past Monday night's Raw, and got pulled out of the crowd to go change, or told your seats will be moved. Is that the real Nikolai Volkov? That guy looks like the actual. He actually looks like Nikolai Volkov. I think it is him. Yeah, he's like, I, I got nothing. You give me the hundred dollars, I'll do the thing for you. That macho robe it's is pretty cool. Fucking legit. It's pretty cool. He should have cut a promo when they came up. Um, yeah, yeah, ain't no one putting on free shirts. Ain't nothing <laughs> free. Yeah, don't tell me what to do, where to move. There's Big Boss Man who looks like a million bucks. Jake but, the Snake looks great. 
They're all. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a really good time. But is that fl- that's a flare in the back. The flare. Yeah. Uh, and then who's between Bossman and Nikolai Volkov? Is that who's that supposed to be? Oh, the guy with the hat? Yeah. I think that's just a dude with a hat. That's a photo <laughs> that's bomb. A, that's an Indiana Who's Jones. Who's supposed to be, Fez? That's um, Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, because oh, oh, I uniform. see the camo on the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. I would have loved to hang out. I would have gone as Andre with these guys. All right, Fez, if you had to pick a classic wrestler to, that you thought was hot and you would have sex, not even just in this picture. Yeah. I oh, mean, okay. All time, and I'm going to try to pick the one that you would have said. And I'm going to try to pick two. Okay. I have a guess off the top of my head. Right. You'll have to write it down. Okay. Write it down, because it'll be... Is it password that I'm looking for, Fez? What is it, match game? Yeah, uh, more yeah. password, I okay. think. Okay. Um, who is the wrestler that you think... Classic wrestler. I who got, would you be with? I had one that came right to... Then, then that's the one. Okay. Then that's the one. Okay, I put three names down yeah. just in case. All right. Three names? Yeah, I got three guys. Go three win. names. I mean, don't do that on match game. Right. It, what do you got, Fuss? Owen Hart. Oh, oh. I was so close. I was so close. Yeah. I had two members of the Hart found, uh, family on there. I had, Night well, Hart? I had uh, Bret Hart and Brian yeah. Pillman. Oh, both from, Bill, Pillman's a good one. Um, you know what I You know who I thought it was going to be? Oh. Kerry Von Erich. Oh, that's good. I picked Tony Gurria. And, um, <laughs> All right. I still think he looks great. <laughs> now, Brian Pillman should have been the greatest ever. And the Best thing on the mic. That he did with Marlena, with he was in charge of her. Remember that mm-hmm. bit? Yeah. Well, did she use the name Marlena then, or what did she use? Yeah, she was Marlena. Uh, was so weirdly cuckle sexy, because it, it seemed like Dustin was into it. In a big, big way, mm-hmm. gold dust. But uh, and then that's when he died, right? Doing that bit. Yeah, he had um, gold dust had like kind of flipped the script, and he had beaten Pillman, and Pillman like had to wear a dress for thirty days. Right. And I and remember that. Yeah. And, and he died before the thirty days was up. Mia. He was actually one of the first like down deaths, right? Yeah. 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 We uh, when I was watching the Rumble this year, yeah. there was a point where Stardust and Goldust were wrestling, and me and my buddies were doing uh, Dusty Rhodes backstage. Like, boys, please stop fighting! Why do you have to dress up like that? I'm just a simple plumber, son of a plumber from Austin, Texas. Why do you guys have to dress up like that? Well, who was in here saying that they didn't get um, Dusty or Flair? Mike what? Lawrence. All right, Mike Lawrence, who never. Okay. Mike Lawrence is a. He's a. I love Mike. He's a very yeah. good friend of mine. He his superpower is hating things. Right. He right. just hates. But he's stuff. only from the WWE on. He doesn't yeah. know. WCW was yeah. like that. Was all the guys from the territories that yeah. got kind of fucked over. And then they, you know, I mean, Flair, watch an old Ric Flair promo and tell me that hip hop is not Ric Flair now. Oh yeah. There's even that Killer Mike song, Ric Flair, which is awesome. What was your What was your favorite Flair promo of all time? Um, I be- it was uh, the line where he said, "We have we live in the biggest houses in the biggest neighborhoods." Yeah, I got a big house to the town. on the big side of town. I got more fr- I got more cars than most of you have friends. That was that I know which promo you're talking about. My favorite one was when he w- stripped down on Monday Nitro. 
talking about how each piece, how much each piece of clothing cost. <laughs> and he had his rack of suits. That's $2,000, Tony Schiavone! <laughs> and he just kept taking shit off and then doing the fake bump where he falls, he did the walk and then fall down. Man, so many promos. Well, he had invented that uh, they basically ripped him off and killed Bill. Because he went out the way Bill died. We're taking three things yeah. and falling. Yeah. That yeah. was a flare bump. One, two, three, bump. <laughs> My favorite thing they ever said, and it was in the one of the smaller ones, is that... He spent last night with five stewardesses or something like that. (laughs) And when they woke up in the morning, every one of them knew that she was with a champion. (laughs) (laughs) I liked when he started going through colleges. Yeah. At Southern, they call me Slick Rick. And all over the world, they go, whoo, there goes the man. (laughs) I love the one where he called out the other people that were in the plane crash with him. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah we. Uh, whenever his plane crash was 1973, <laughs> plane goes down, two men died, one never walked again, and the other went on to become the ten-time world heavyweight champion. There's like the daughter of one of those wow. people. Like, hey, Rick. Uh, but do you remember how that? Why that plane crashed? They mm. ran out of gas. Really? Oh, those fucking dudes went up and a half tank of gas, like, maybe we'll make it. <laughs> like, there's a gas station in the sky. Yeah, <laughs> just like driving around with those, one of those little things <laughs> where the plane's about as fast as a car, you know? Yeah, they're like, guys, this might be, we'll, we will make it. We'll make it. We're good. As long as there's no wind coming at us, <laughs> so we're sure. going to be fine. That, I mean, we hit the jet stream, we're fucked, but yeah. we should be good. Oh, my God. Where did they crash? Some flyover state? I think it was they like... They water, right? Yeah, well, the, I, no, they went in the woods. The one in Tampa went in the water. Which one was that? That was the manager, Gary Hart. Mm-hmm. Bobby Shane died in that one. Austin Idol was on it. And Buddy Colt. Fez goes back away. Yeah. Yeah. You're an encyclopedia goes, of wrestling yeah. knowledge. Yeah, well, you lived through all of it. <laughs> But yeah. I think the flare one the first Olympics. was like Virginia or North Carolina. I think it was somewhere mid-Atlantic. He, uh, that's the most disrespectful thing to go through. But it's also true. But it's such the Ric Flair <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. Can you imagine? I can't imagine getting into an accident with my buddies and being like, Woo! It flipped three times, baby! <laughs> and I'm the only one winning the Grand Rapids Laugh Fest. Yeah, you got to be a real asshole to bring that shit up. And yet, has he ever not been entertaining? Is there ever a time where you're like, well, that was a dull promo that he brought in? I always like when he's humble. You know what? And we'll come back after being beat, and he'll be like, Fez Welly, you did the impossible. <laughs> <laughs> you shot the world. I take my hat off to you. You're like, wait, I can't even rub your nose in it? <laughs> but now you got to be thinking... How does this happen again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the weird, that's why I think Flair is so much greater than Hogan because Hogan just relies too much on tone. Yeah, like even now he does like the where he starts up quick and you're like, yeah, yeah but you're not yeah. massive anymore. You're yeah. kind of an older guy now. Flair did the um, the humble <laughs> promo with Kerry Von Erich after Von Erich beat him for the title. And he got in Kerry's face after the match, and he whispered it. You just only heard it on the camera. And he's like, you go back and tell your old man and all your brothers that they haven't heard the, the last of Ric Flair. 
and I'll be back, baby. And then Carrie didn't answer him. Yeah, because he was awful at cutting promos. Oh, he was terrible. Yeah. <sighs> Man, it's crazy when you find out that when he made it to the WWF, he had half of a left leg. Yeah. Like, that's fucking... I watched them, I watched a SummerSlam match with him in it on the network, and I was like, this guy was moving like he had two legs. Yeah, and it was back when, you know, we don't have those kind of fake limbs that we have now. There was no... I, I bet it was yeah. just stuffed with socks. Yeah. Just resting his left <laughs> leg on a boot full of socks. Guys, it's, the sweat's starting to absorb. He, well, he was pretty amazing in the ring, but he had nothing outside the ring. No, that's why, like, a guy like Heyman yeah. is so valuable. Because even now, Brock, you know, he's whatever on the mic. Yeah. But you put Heyman out there, and you're like, this shit's awesome. Yeah, and he will take you on a trip. He'll still start small. 21, take... and, 21 and 1, I'd put that promo up there with any promo ever cut. After WrestleMania last year, when Heyman came out on Raw and did 21 and 1, and yeah. talked about the taker losing. I was like, this is fucking the best. He's, he's pure carny. He's pure Yeah fucking carny everything that's great where you leave your money there and still <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, that yeah, was amazing he didn't that even guess amazing. my weight but yeah, i but loved the speech great. and then the next day you want to go go back but the field is just empty and there's just some shit blowing around <laughs> and like they're gone there's a couple tickets from a booth they're gone on to the that, next one that was always the thing of saying to the girls yeah i'm gonna meet you on monday all right. Yeah. I'm going to meet you on Monday. Pay that money back I owe you. <laughs> yeah. Everything's going to be great. Maybe I'll be there. Now, Fezzi, the stories that you were just telling today, why can't that be your stick guy? You were totally confident. I know those things. Well, I know what to say about them. That why, You know whatever you want to talk You're the guy who gets to choose what to talk about when you got the stick. You don't have to go to anything else. You're the man. Yeah, that I just know what to say. That's what I just told you. Then you, you can start immediately talking about it. It's it's the behind the amp thing. Yeah, got to yeah. be behind the amp to jam out. I would even say you do like a you do like, like a piece of black like silk over him, mm. and then he just plays behind it. You want to do that? Well, we just sign it up, and that way you can even act like sometimes like you're taking a shower and just be looking over at us, <laughs> you know, all seductive. <laughs> Remember, didn't we do that during a morning show bit when we uh, went out and did a live gig and we had people fucking behind that? Oh, yeah. Morning? Yeah, that's yeah, like a silhouette thing. Yeah, that's why I never wanted to be involved in one more shock chuck thing. Oh, because we, why? It was just too. We've just done every one of them until it got so, you know. Drunk Bitch Friday. You throw up in him and then he shits in him and you just like, after a while, is there anything left? To become like a grizzled porn producer. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> it's just like, I don't give a shit. None of this makes me hard. You know what makes me hard? Conversation. Good, That's all. Good, riveting conversation. That's all I need from this point on. Yeah. Um,. Well, we never ended up hearing back from Jay, which means he probably wasn't even listening to us. Someone just probably wrote to him. Probably on Twitter. He's at South By. Um, he's in Austin. Wait, now he says this. I want to come in and yell some sense into Fez. Jay okay. said he wants to yell some sense into Unless Fez? Unless someone took his phone. Unless he's so high, someone took his phone. So I'm just say done. Would you be up for that? Oh, Big J texted me too. Yeah. Dave said, uh, "Is it the same thing?" Yeah. He wants to get the word out there. Dave said Fez wants to fuck Ron. I said that's going to make Fez hate you. So he's letting it be known. He wants that bronze 
He doesn't want that silver. He wants no. that bronze. He, he wants, wants to put Lewis. They're certainly selling each other down the river here. Well, you got him there. Luis J. Gomez did the same thing. That's what a good cop does. You take him in different rooms. Yep. You get them all to tell their story. This, switch it around. Let on that the other guy's squealing. They just want you to sign the the papers saying that you did it. Yep. Uh, Fred, Georgia. Hey, uh, Ronnie, I just want to tell Fez that uh, when he was talking about the wrestling, that sounded like an old clip from 2007. It yeah. sounded great. He needs to get back to that. You even started to do flair a little bit. Oh, yeah. sounded like it. You were there. Yeah. I'm that was your you. bread and butter, Fez. The shot's Flair coming back. Bread and, bread and butter. You do this, if you finally take Big J down in his own fucking arena. Ooh. Over there in his home club. Take the strap, leave the territory. Yeah. Then just dump it in the trash on the way out. Of <laughs> <laughs> throw it in the trash on your way driving out of Queens. Yeah, throw it over the bridge. We're leaving Queens in an Uber car, just fucking chucking it. Right over the 59th Street Bridge, (laughs) right into the water. Would you ever think of jumping off that fucking bridge, Fess? No, because... Just hanging off of it? Oh, God. No, I've had nightmares where I've been done that in my dreams. Where you've jumped off the bridge? No, where I'm dangling from it. No one likes to dangle. Mm, Well, except for his nuts. (laughs) You like dangling them nuts, right? Not off the bridge. <laughs> I think this. I think the piece is going to be made. I don't know. I mean, I want to come in and yell some sense in the fez. Doesn't sound very friendly. Well, the second you start crying, you got him. Because he's not going to be able to be care. He's not going to be able to look at your tears and still feel strong. You'll break him. That's your finisher. He caused him already. Who would you have sex with out of all the skanks? Oh, I don't want to have sex but with you any have of those to. skanks. You You're have to. The, let's just say this. Nazis will come, kill your niece and her unborn baby. Then it would be Jay. Oh, <laughs> all right. Is it because you feel comfortable with him? Because <laughs> Lewis has got the body. We all know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Lewis offered to, I think, taste Fez balls, and Fez turned it down. He was just going to do it to be a good dude, to just be a regular guy. Man, Lewis really, really changing stream and becoming a, a good person. He is a he's a wonderful person. Lewis J. Gomez is a real ass dude. Yeah, a real ass dude. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking title to give yourself. <laughs> it's like fucking calling yourself Honest Abe. I'm just I never tell a lie. Yeah. Just a real he always defends it too when we'll do shit. Yeah. He goes, I mean, you know, like I'm a real ass dude. <laughs> so that's why I do that. And you're like, All right, Lewis, I got it. It's just me and you. You're you not on stage right yeah. now, you don't need to play it. Stop fucking living in the character. Yeah. He brings kayfabe into us just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. John, <laughs> oh, it's just me hanging out. Just a real ass dude. Okay, yeah, we're playing fucking video games. I don't care that you're a real ass dude. So, Jay's the guy for you. Out of the skanks, yes. Yes, out of the skanks. I didn't say out of the planet Earth. Planet Earth, you still have unlimited choices, as many as you want. I think, oh, we're overtime today. we got to wrap this up. Dan Soto, it was great seeing you, buddy. Thanks for having me on, dude. Thanks for fucking fixing this thing between Fez and the skanks. I believe in peace, man. Yeah, it comes off that way. Mm-hmm. This is a fucking very Abby Hoffman moment for everybody, folks. <laughs> Do a great fucking, seriously, just sell the shit of, of where he's going to be. 
Starting tomorrow, your Laugh Fest champion, Dan Soder, is going to be at the Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's tomorrow through Sunday. Heliumcomedy.com for tickets and more information. Then Dan's going to be at Caroline's on Broadway in New York City on Wednesday, April 15th. Caroline's.com for tickets and at Dan Soder on Twitter. That's it for us. See you guys back in here tomorrow. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. Soon it'll be filled with park and cars. You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to the ronandfez.com slash on demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash on demand. This show was brought to you by Afro and Friends.